0: Welcome to PowerPlay. I'm Omar Najam, but in Port Ruby, I'm Vion Vigor. What you're about to hear is the audio from our Twitch stream. If you'd like to watch the show, it's live on Sundays at 5 p.m. on twitch.tv slash QTimes, or you can catch up with our archives on YouTube. For more information, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG.
1: Hello, and welcome to PowerPlay. I am Rick Bud, your Game Master. And uh, let me introduce all these uh, amazing folks before you. Uh, we have uh, Sam Delev, who plays uh, Kadrax. And um, we have B-Zelda, who plays Ulez Galley And Omar Najam, who plays Vion Vigor. And uh, Caitlin Bruder, who plays Benny Beckett. Hello, everybody. Uh, and uh, thanks for joining us. And I um, want to throw out, as always, special thanks to Jake and Lauren and all the mods and everyone at Q Times. We could not do what we do if you did not do what you do. Uh, thank God you do. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, your subs and your bits help support Times and keep this platform open for us to keep playing this game and, and do cool stuff. And your donations to the chip jar help uh, feed the people you see uh, on screen right now. That is our Feed the Cast Fund. And um, to that end, as usual, we have some rewards, and here is how they work. At $50, the team gets a point of community determination. Uh, Right now, the team has one point of community determination, and I think almost everybody is completely out of determination except Vion, who has two. So those are going at a big premium right now. Uh, If we get to $150 tonight, as usual, uh, the Mysterious Benefactor kicks in. Um, in In-universe, our team has a Mysterious Benefactor who sends them gifts uh, out of the universe. We know that that Mysterious Benefactor is you, the chat. And so far, this season, you have bought them a single-use rear-tack dispenser for their van, a voice stress analyzer that gives plus one to Intel when being used to detect lies, a single-use nitrous oxide injection system for the van police band radio a parabolic spy microphone plus that week a bonus paint job for the van uh, and uh finally a remote control for the van that works at a distance of like 10 to 20 blocks and uh this week uh, if we hit 150 dollars uh, the team gets a pair of thermal detection goggles that work through material level six. So, you know, kind of predator heat vision that uh, detects heat signatures through walls and stuff like that. Uh, And level six makes it work uh, through uh, up to say something like the level of stone walls. So yeah, uh, thermal detection goggles. And if we get to $250, the after credits lore drop, a revealing glimpse of some important but previously unseen part of our story or universe. And uh, so far you, you have unlocked all the lore drops, which just honestly, it's like to me right in the heart. Uh, I am I am so thankful. Uh, we are all super grateful for how much support you have given us. And and oh my God, it looks like you have opened up the, the first tier. So you now have two points of community determination. Thank you so much, everybody.
2: We have trouble to get determination on ourselves.
1: <laughs> um, and uh, Sam DeLev, everybody. And uh, yeah, um, so yeah, so that's next uh, thermal detection goggles is the next tier. Uh, you can always see the tiers in chat with the command uh, un- uh, command unlocks. And if you can't help us out that way, you can always help us out by liking and commenting on our YouTube videos or sharing our tweets and helping us spread word about the show and things like that. We really appreciate that too. And we also appreciate all of the incredible fan art and and everything else y'all have done. It's just, yeah. I mean, blowing us away. I know lemon twist just, just realized the alien strike force from last week and it just blew my mind. So yeah. Thank you everybody for all that. Um, and now, for a limited time, you can get PowerPlay merchandise. There are T-shirts. There are stickers. They have Caitlin's wonderful art and the logo done by our friend Hector. Ooh, it looks like it looks like. Ah, uh, yep, There we go. There they are. And uh, those are available at the Q Times Teespring store. Jake will pump a link into the chat for you in case you are interested in PowerPlay T-shirts or stickers. And uh, the game we play here is called Icons. It's published by Ad Infinitum Adventures. It was created by a cool dude named Steve Kenson. And uh, you can check him out on Twitter at skenson.com. He uh, he also does mutants and masterminds and a bunch of other cool stuff. And uh, the book edition I have is published by Green Ronin. Uh, They have been sold out for a long time now, just since right after this show started, coincidentally enough. Uh, but it is also available as PDF if you want to give it a shot. It's a really cool system. Uh, we play a hack, but even even if it's, even if in its regular form, it's a ton of fun. You can follow the show at Power play RPG on Twitter or Instagram. PowerPlay is now also available as a podcast wherever fine pods are casted. Uh, if you are podcast inclined, you can check that out, uh, or if you know someone that it is, you can tell them about that. And finally... Uh, I, will, I, I just want to let you all know that due to some scheduling issues, uh, we are not going to be here next week. There is a week off for Power Play before what is basically our big two-part finale. Uh, so instead, next week, Q-Times is going to be showing an encore presentation of uh, episode 13, Operation Nazi Puncher, starring uh, our good buddy Darren DePaul. And then we will be back for episode 19 on March 21st. And uh, I'll remind you of all this again at the end of the show and do, do 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 that's the announcement time for power play I love that song. Uh, so yeah, uh, previously on Power Play, Kadrax enlisted the team to help them figure out what happened to the Knights of the Blue. They followed the trail to a switching station in Ridge Gardens, a neighborhood in Baronsdale. And while there, they encountered Cyquin, Cobble and Zole, the remnants of an alien strike force made up of inhabitants of the worlds that the Knights of the Blue had previously conquered. The strike force had come to earth to stop the Knights from conquering our planet and to put an end to all of their conquests forever. The two teams fought each other to a standstill, at which point Cadrax was forced to confess the intentions they had when they came to earth. Uh, and during the midst of the battle, Cadrax let off, um, what was basically an off the charts level earthquake that, uh, did some massive damage to Baronsdale. Uh, the alien strike force then gave Kadrax a chance to save Ebos, a badly injured member of their team. Uh, but before they could, a very angry Sonny arrived on the scene. While Kadrax and Ulez worked to save Ebos, Benny and Vion teamed up with Cyclone, Cobble, and Zol to deal with Sonny. After the action, Ebos was healed, and Sonny was rendered unconscious. Kadrax and the aliens struck an accord but before the two teams could part, the teleporting green-robed agents of the Solidarity of Man arrived on the scene and abducted all four members of the alien strike force. And that is where we pick up. It is late afternoon on Friday, November 13th, and you are in uh, Ridge Garden standing outside that uh, boarded up warehouse uh, where, where the last of the action took place. Uh, Just seconds ago, you saw the alien strike force uh, taken away by the teleporting agents of the Solidary. And just to recap a little, Ulez, you are still in pretty bad shape after getting hit by that falling, uh, you know, dynamo. Um, You are, you know, you're generally okay, but you sustained some serious damage in there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kadrax, Sunny is still unconscious and over your shoulder. Y'all hear sirens in the distance. The earthquake that Kadrek set off has clearly created a lot of damage and a lot of havoc. It sounds like sirens all over in every direction, fire engines, ambulances, all that stuff. Uh, And Marty Edson, uh, who I think we said was Kevin James, and Charles Polk, uh, who we said was Ernie Hudson, uh, the two electrical workers who uh, who had been kidnapped by the strike force, uh, are standing right there. And uh, let's say Marty says to you... uh, can we go? And Charles goes. I, pro- I promise we won't say nothing to no one. Please, just just let us go. You promise? He, he kind of raises his hand, but Boy Scouts honor. Wait, he just goes no.
3: cool, like looks at everybody else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Before, uh, can can I say that I have business cards on my yeah. person? Yeah, <laughs> okay, I think, I, you, I I think you.
3: you've had them in the past. Like that's you've what been, Okay.
0: I, I didn't explicitly say I put them in my pocket, so I just want to cover all my bases. I do have them. <laughs> I would like to hand over a business card just really quickly to the two of them. I'm just like, okay, yeah, absolutely, but here you go. If anything pops up, anyone contacts you, you let us know, but you, yeah, probably, right, everyone? They should probably get going. Yes, yes,
1: yes, sir. Yes, sir.
4: Uh, yes, please do not betray us. We have no way in which we can inquire and read into your brains, therefore, we have to trust you.
1: Yeah. Our brains? Yeah, no, please don't do anything to our brains. Uh, okay. And they start kind of like backing away, like sort of nervously back away. And then they turn and just like book in the other direction. And uh, what do you do? Okay, we, uh, should, we should go, right? We should probably get out of here.
0: Yeah, Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so.
1: And as you're all kind of looking at each other, you hear this someone yelling, help, help. And and two teenagers start running towards you and oh. you recognize them as two of the teenagers that you met walking through the underpass on your way here. And they come running up in a panic and they're like, the underpass collapsed in the earthquake. Koji's buried under there. You got to help. You got to help. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Start running. I immediately start running. <laughs> yeah. And and, and they like you know they they turn around and start running with you and uh, you run back the way you came it's not really that far and uh, you can sort of see the the collapsed overpass in the distance and uh, as you kind of come around a corner like uh, of the warehouse uh, your attention is immediately drawn to a huge gas tanker truck that has jackknifed and hit into the side of a building it is got a little fire behind the cab and uh you can see that there is a driver unconscious trapped inside
3: oh i run at that (laughs) i can help with that
1: (laughs) okay great benny you want
0: to get that one and i'll try to get the other
1: pass
3: yeah and yeah she starts running
1: okay let's start with benny oh boy. You get over there and this is a gas tanker truck. So it's got like the big, you know, tanker that it's hauling behind it. But then it's got yeah. its own gas tank, you know, that obviously powers the truck itself. And it looks like the flames are coming from beneath the cab where, I don't know, I don't know how much Benny is supposed to know about uh, uh, automotives, but, you know, probably isn't that hard to deduce that there, yeah. that is where the gas is leaking from. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, she's going to, first of all, I mean, that's kind of the main thing. She's going to get out I'm. She's going to pull the fire out of it off of it, like, no, put it out. <laughs> like, no more fire. Oh,
1: so this is a, uh, you are using your fire control.
3: Fire control, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: okay, so, Benny, make a roll on your fire control, which is level four right now.
3: Yeah, oh, that's a d20. That's not gonna help me here, hold
1: on. No, that will <laughs> that's probably, not it. there we go. yeah, not <laughs> work.
3: Okay, I don't have any termination, that's fine. Okay, here we go. Ah. Okay, all right, nine.
1: <laughs> okay, this a one nine works. will give you a moderate success. <laughs> um, do you do you have to roll a burnout die on that or
3: afterwards? Yeah, afterwards. After not, okay, after I'm not using it yeah
1: so moderate success, you kind of start pulling on the fire and very slowly it, it kind of starts coming to you, you know, almost like smoke floating through the air, but because you don't have like really a great grip on it, it, it it's not moving fast and, and it's still kind of you can see under the truck, um, but but it is coming towards you and that part is working. Now, just curiosity. Uh, Cadrax and Ulez, um, where where did you go when Benny and Beyond split up?
4: Ulez looks to Cadrax. They don't have these kind of crises where they're from. Uh so while they recognize that there is a rather intense situation in which needs our assistance, they don't know how to help. So they're just standing there like um uh let's take over a point of
1: determination uh that that <laughs> oh, sounds like a trouble to me, and uh we' we'll call that um your learning
4: okay I'll looking pull around my trying,
1: yeah, looking around trying to figure out what you should be doing, that sounds like uh the learning process, even if it's not working quite yet, but yeah so you you've got one point of determination Cadrax, what did you do
2: uh Cadrax wearing their oh god not again uh face and uh holding on to Sunny uh notices Ulez and of everything going on here all of it their fault uh they can probably help uh Ulez I'd like to do the uh, ultrasonic carapace repair for them again if i can oh
1: yeah absolutely um yeah okay uh so that is a complex task complex for you. Task, yeah. yep so make your complex task roll uh, your harmonic yep. resonance control is level six mm-hmm. all right um six plus, uh one
2: plus three um ten
1: Okay, yeah, that is a major success. So you you know start firing the voice very controlled manner, and it starts to seal up some of the cracks in Ulez, and 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 you can you can see Ulez's lights kind of starting to become a little brighter uh, as as it works, uh, and they are recovering.
4: Oh wow! Oh, this is this is truly brilliant. I, I feel a bit more like myself. We thank you. And I think you
2: could do that with Sunny over your shoulder. He is not so heavy in this form. Uh we should both be nearby
1: to help Holy once. Yeah. Uh sorry, Wait, I did, did not mean okay? to inter- Yeah, I did not mean to interrupt you, but apparently we have unlocked all three oh my tiers gosh. now. <laughs> um thank what? you so much, everybody. Uh, what?
2: Y'all, wow. we just started. <laughs> Come on. I mean, thank uh, you. <laughs> We're going to see yeah. Therms, y'all.
1: Wow. Through uh, Stonewall. Thank you so much uh, to whoever is responsible for that. If that was a single donor, um, I, I will find out from that on the break. But, uh, wow, thank you, everybody. As usual, like I said before, it's like you have taken such great care of us this season, and we are just super grateful, and this is amazing. So, yeah, wow, thanks. Um, and I am sorry I interrupted you, Kadrax, uh, in the middle of a moment there. I just sort of a little, yeah, my eyes bugged out. So yeah, um, take it from there.
2: Where should we go? Uh, We should observe from this vantage and whichever is extracted first, we should be nearby since both of us have some capacity to render medical assistance. I need to keep an eye on him.
4: Yes, I understand. I I think that is a good idea. I I feel terrible that I can't help lift any of the, the, the crumbled overpass, or Benny looks very intense, but I
2: am unable to assist in that way. Both of them are specialized at what they do, as are you. They are both uniquely qualified to this, and you will be uniquely qualified in just a moment. I find that very reassuring. We thank you.
1: Beyond. Only the truth. No. Oh. Beyond, you follow those two teenagers to the underpass, which has just fallen straight down. It's broken into a million pieces. You kind of can't see anything underneath there. Um, what do you do?
0: Okay. Uh, I'm looking at uh, the material, trying to figure out. I imagine there's like
1: some steel bars. There are some steel bars, but the vast majority of it sort of looks like big concrete chunks. Uh, and uh, that, that is mostly what you see right now.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to try to... Uh, oh, boy, this is going to be interesting to explain. <laughs> um, uh, I turn to the teenagers and I say, Okay, um, just full disclosure, uh, I'll explain all of this once you know your friend is safe and I would like to try What are you going to gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're going to see, you're in for a real treat, and I would like to try to f- just
1: test to see if I can phase through this material. Okay, um, you don't have to make a roll for that because of how your phasing works. So yeah, you phase and you start walking through, and uh, you take a step in, and your foot goes through the first concrete chunk and you pull yourself into the rocks. And uh, as you start pushing through, you you come to a steel girder that is kind of blocking your way, but you can sort of duck beneath it. It is just stone and steel as far as you can see, and you can't see through stuff, so you kind of have to like poke your head around. So do me a favor, make, uh, let's call it an intellect roll to see if you can navigate your way back to the spot you remember that Koji was Ooh, painting okay. In. Is
0: there anything I can put onto this? No.
1: Getting rid of the blue dye early this week. (laughs)
0: Uh, That's gonna be a ten, Rick.
1: Oh yeah, okay. It you you gotta move carefully, and like I said, it's like you know you can only see whatever is right in front of your face, but you you really kind of remember like that mural and where it was because you know it was just such a stunning little moment for you when you saw it up there. Uh, But you are able to get right over there, and uh, when you get there. Um, you find uh, there is a pocket where part of the wall looks like it collapsed over Koji and he like ducked underneath it. But he is on the ground. He's not crushed, but is not moving either.
0: Okay, I rush up to Koji as fast as possible and kneel down uh it's and so
1: there's space for me to kneel or yeah it's tight but yes there's like a little pocket of air here that it looks like he either purposefully or luckily got caught in okay i
0: very carefully unphase making sure that none of my limbs are <laughs> accidentally in any concrete and then i i check for his breathing by putting out my hand um sort of by his nose just to see if there's any breath coming. Uh, Yes, you can feel breath. Okay, great. I'm just so we're just on a meta level. I'm playing this for the nods, the approving nods of Sam to see if I get any of this right. Um, Okay.
2: I play the same thing while trying to comfort another person. (laughs) (laughs) I,
0: I, okay. So uh, if, if, uh, if he's breathing, I kind of um, lean down and whisper, Hey, uh, can you, Can you hear me? Can, can you, uh, can you speak at all? Or, uh, uh, if you can, you know, make any noise unless it hurts you. No response. Damn. Okay. Well, uh, listen, I I would really like to ask your permission for this. Unfortunately, you're kind of stuck and maybe knocked out and possibly concussed. I don't know. I'm going to get you literally to a doctor. Uh, so at this point, I'm really just kind of talking to myself, I guess, to appease my own, uh, sort of feelings on the matter. I'm going to phase you. You're going to become a ghost. What am I doing? And I would like to just phase him and then like lift him up and walk him back through.
1: Okay. Um, I won't make you make a strength roll. I'm going to assume, you know, uh, this is non-action action. So it's like, you, you, you can either you can either ghost him and carry him. And even if you couldn't, you could probably just drag him along once he's ghosted. But it's like, yeah, you, you take him and then you carefully make your way back out to the street uh, where you find Kadrax and uh, Ulez just sort of together. Um, but before we get to that, Benny, that fire is pulling off and is now coming off the truck. And it's sort of just hovering in midair, in front of you. I put it out. Okay, make a fire control roll. Oh boy! <laughs> I assume you made your burnout roll before.
3: Oh, is this a new a new action? Uh, um, you
1: know what? It, 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 it is putting it out a new action. I mean,
3: hmm. I've always, I've never had to roll to put out before, unless it was willpower when I wasn't controlling it.
1: Okay. So then, I wasn't sure if I could we'll just—I could
3: just tampon. I yeah. will roll if you need me to. But I think in the past I've just been able to put things out when I just drop because it's not touching the truck anymore. It's like I've got the fire, and if I just let it go, assume I assume it would go out. That's my lot That's what I was thinking behind it. But
1: okay, I buy that. Uh, okay. if that's, if that's what we set up before. I, I didn't quite remember how we handled that last time. But yeah, okay. And the fire goes out in front of you. You can now just see the jackknife truck with the driver up against the window.
3: Uh, okay, and, I want to get him out now, <laughs> now that we're not going to explode.
1: <laughs> okay, you run over to the truck, and uh, the way the truck is turned um, or you know, jackknifed, it, it is hard for you to get to the driver's side door. It looks like he has been thrown and his face is laying up against the windshield. Can uh, I get to the windshield? You, if you climb up on the truck, you can. Okay. Uh, you, want, you want to try that?
3: I don't want to kick the windshield in if it's heads on it. Um, are, are both like, can I get to the passenger side window? Uh,
1: you walk around to the passenger side and that is exposed because of the way the truck is sort of jackknifed. It's like the, the driver's side door is folded up against the trailer, but the other side is mostly clear. Uh, it is, you know, the truck's kind of the, the nose of, you know, the nose of the trailer is kind of up against a building, but the, the door is exposed. Is
3: there anyone? I mean, I probably should have looked before, but is there anyone else nearby or is it still like kind of empty?
1: Um, ma- let's see. Make a, an intellect roll.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Nine.
1: You don't see anybody.
3: Okay. I want to, I don't think if I can get my hands on top of the truck, can I like kick, put my boot through the window? I don't even know if that's possible.
1: <laughs> Trying to do like a, like an Indiana Jones, like swing through the thing. Yeah. I in, mean, and, like,
3: yeah. I, I mean, at least for me, Caitlin, my legs are stronger than my arms. I'm sure. But I mean, you could get more force that way. If I can get like my upper body on top of the truck, I can hopefully put my boot through it. And right. I'm kind of oh, bust my super hands. into
4: kickboxing. So you've got the
1: strength. That too, light. right?
3: I forgot that this is a kickboxing. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah I'm going to try to kick You're
1: using your it. kickboxing a lot. And uh, mm-hmm. that justifies that you just bumped that kickboxing up to make yourself a master. So you now mm-hmm. get plus three when you're using your kickboxing. I and do. because you are a master, you can roll stunts on your kickboxing ability now. So <laughs> let's try breaking this down into two roles cool. first I want a coordination roll to see if you can do the like swing through the thing stunt, window stunt with, oh you know, with coordination and then a strength roll to see if it actually breaks the glass and lets you in because uh, right. it's like safety glass because you know it's yeah rough. yeah so
3: can I use kickboxing on both rolls or just one
1: I would say you can probably only use kickboxing on the strength roll. let's cool. say because that's the Sounds kick good. part of it you know
3: all right Ugh, boy uh seven seven coordination? Uh,
1: okay um it's not pretty you, you kind of you grab <laughs> okay. on the thing you, you try and like you go up and you come down and it's like you know one of your hands comes off and the other one like gets a little caught in the top of the door and you're like ah you know as you, but you it's you are able to kind of yeah pull it around it does just barely work now all make right. your strength roll to see if all you can right last i will set cool okay.
3: oh my goodness that's Eight.
1: Okay eight will work because I rolled the two and right. uh, I, I'll say again it's not super pretty it's like your legs go through and, and let's say with the, the combination of that coordination and strength roll you kind of go like unlike Indiana Jones like you don't know, like, go like whoosh, and in the window and into the truck it's kind of like you get like <laughs> oh, stuck I just want to like, break it halfway, you it. know and you kind of like awkwardly pull yourself in without hitting any of the broken glass you know you
3: know I don't know why I just assumed these doors were going to be stuck I probably could have just tried to open it with my hands we <laughs> with <tried>. the handle <laughs>
1: If it makes you feel better, I would have said they were stuck. But, okay, uh,
3: cool. So, <laughs> cool. All right. Great. Yeah. So, but just I'll... if it
1: makes you feel better. Uh, yeah, so, I will. <laughs> yeah, you are now in the cab with the unconscious driver.
3: Okay. I want to like unlock it from the inside. Is it locked or is it like stuck?
1: Uh, let's see. It's locked.
3: Locked. Okay. Like, so The, I'm the driver's
1: it. side door is probably stuck. The passenger side door is probably just locked.
3: Just locked. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'm going to unlock it and I'm going to try, I'm going to unbuckle this guy and I'm going to very carefully get him out just in case it starts on fire again.
1: (laughs) Make a strength roll. Okay. Oh man. Red die and blue die against me. (laughs) 10. 10. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, it looks like a big guy, this driver, but he's surprisingly light and uh, you are pretty strong and uh, you just are able to start pulling him down. Now back in the street, Cadrax and Uh, Ulez, you see Vion come out carrying Cody, who is completely unconscious.
2: Oh no, our what? Uh, we should retrieve the medical kit from the building. That will give me more tools to work with. Uh, I will begin evaluating and seeing what is needed with this human.
4: I can go and run and get that if you want to continue holding on to your, uh, Hostage?
2: Status to be determined. Okay. Uh, but yes, I will return
4: back to the building where our brand new allies were captured. I will be back. And well, let's
1: make a coordination roll. See how fast you can get there and back. Oh, I'm not very fast.
4: Eight.
1: Okay, you take off and uh, you're moving at a pretty good clip. Um, Chadrax, what are you doing?
2: Uh, when I rendezvous with Vion, uh, are you corporeal in this moment?
0: Uh, I don't think I am until I set him down.
2: Okay. Uh, as he recorporealizes, I would like to attempt a complex task. What do you want to do? Transcranial ultrasonography.
1: Of course. (laughs) Oh yeah, how how did I not guess that? As you will like.
2: Right, for, well, he's unconscious, which makes me concerned about a cerebral hemorrhage. So you need to do an ultrasound to look for brain bleeding, or at least that is the gross tool we have available in this moment. Would I like a CT? Sure. Do I have an ultrasound right here? Yes.
1: I'm like punching stuff is cool, and Sam's practicing like medicine. So, okay. Uh, make, make make a complex task, girl. Uh, your harmonic I'm not resonance. A doctor. Is I six. don't
2: know what I'm doing.
1: You could fold us.
2: That's the idea. Doing a great job. <laughs> hey. Um uh, four plus six plus one, uh, eleven.
1: Eleven, okay. Uh, yeah, that is that is a massive success, and uh, you 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 see you get the feeling like beneath his hairline that he did get hit by something. You can detect you know the the cut, and there might be a fracture in the skull, um, but you do not detect any uh, internal hemorrhaging
2: love that that improves outcomes very substantially that's a big difference that's wonderful that is not a craniotomy in the field fantastic
1: damn now I wish it had been okay next time next time No, Come
2: thank on. you I'm a general surgeon
1: then you shouldn't have given me that idea okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> two surgeries one day it's just it would be too much um okay so at that point uh, I think what we the option we've got is is supportive therapy I'll just do. Um, One more quick diagnostic to see if he's anywhere on the coma scale, but that's like, you know, sensations, reflexes, things like that, you know.
1: Mm. While you're working Mm. on that, Ulez comes running back with the medical kit.
4: Uh, Here's all the supplies. I I gathered some other things that look like they probably belonged in the kit. I I think this is just a knife that's kind of rusty, and this might've been a scalpel once, but I don't know if it's clean. It wasn't in the kit, but I brought it.
2: I appreciate that. All of it is very helpful, and fortunately for sterility purposes, we will not have to use that blade. Oh good.
4: It's not very... it's definitely rusty.
2: In fact, given the relative non-specific nature of Koji's symptoms, namely the unconsciousness, your talents might be most useful here compared to my practice of primitive human medicine. I would be willing uh, if you need a conduit.
4: I'm rather put together now. I think I'm okay to heal them. You did a really it good job. It would be discourteous
2: of me not to offer.
4: Ah, oh, that's really nice. Thank you. Um, but, yes, let me just get down and, like, they'll get down on their knees and, like, figure out, like, where should I put my hands? And, like, not, like, they've only healed a couple of people and, like, it was quite clear where their wounds were, so they're just gonna, like, hover, like, one hand over Koji's oh, face.
2: relative to what I, I spotted, maybe? Just, like, hand over hand, maybe? Oh. Like a Ouija board, but on a human body. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I'm, I think Sunny gets set down At this point nearby, I look to dock my guard.
1: (laughs) Yeah, when you set Sun down, actually, you hear like a loud clank on the ground next to him. Uh, It's like something fell. Ulez, make your healing roll. Uh, Your healing is at level five now.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, five, very nice. That is a nine.
1: Okay. Uh, that is a major success. Uh, so, yeah, you, you know, the light comes from your hands and, and, and it sort of starts healing that cut in the broken bone beneath his head. Uh, or sorry, beneath his, uh, you know, his hairline. And, um, now, if I, if I am correct, your healing, uh, takes two stamina from you, right? Uh, mm-hmm. because it has the tiring, uh, so that brings you down to four is where we're at now. Correct. Um, and, uh, yeah, you uh you look and you watch and suddenly Koji like his eyes open and he looks up and he's like hey
4: we greet you.
1: You painted the leaf.
4: You painted the rainforest.
1: And he kind of looks around. And, what happened?
4: I am not at liberty to specify, but your life has been saved and you are currently well. And safe.
1: Cool.
4: Yes. I do apologize. Your art was destroyed and I do not think my ally was able to retrieve your can of paint.
1: It's okay. I can make another one. He kind of starts getting back to his feet. (sighs) No art really lasts forever and it's cooler when it, you know, burns bright and short uh, and It kind of like stretches. It's like, ah, hmm, I feel too bad. And his friends run over and they're like, Koji, Koji. And they all start kind of like talking to each other. And they're like, you know, oh, my God, thank God you're okay. And uh, Benny comes over now uh, with uh, this uh, unconscious uh, truck driver uh, over her shoulders.
3: He's probably just like his arm over my shoulder and I've got his other arm and then he's, his feet are like dragging because he's short. <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, he was unconscious, too.
2: <laughs> I'll uh, grab the head and shoulders like so we can we can support the C-spine, set him down and uh, round two. I guess how far well first how far are we from the truck yeah because if that starts on fire again we don't want to be
3: anywhere
1: near it oh no I'll say you pulled the fire off the truck so but like I the just, tr-
3: how are we how far are we from it um I
1: don't know 50 feet something like that all right like- all
3: right I'll take it I'll take it for now <laughs> a narratively convenient distance distance yeah
1: a narratively convenient distance away cool
3: cool, cool. all right cool to make sure we weren't like 10 feet away from it or something.
1: And, uh, yeah, Kadrax, you're doing an examination? Yep. Um, he is unconscious, uh, and, uh, you do not detect the breath. Uh, pulse? Pulse is there, but weak.
2: Okay, uh... Do I see any obvious external injury? Do I see blood, bruising, anything on, on a visual there's examination?
1: There's like a gash across his forehead. It looks like it probably slammed something.
2: Okay. Uh, ultrasound round two. All
1: right, make your roll. Yep.
2: Nope. Okay, cool. Um, 10.
1: Okay. Uh, once again, it looks like the damage is skin deep. Um, you do not detect, at least, anything you know on this roll that uh, seems to you like he's, you know, internally injured in his brain. There doesn't seem to be any bleeding or anything like that. It looks like it is really just like a gash in the skin.
2: Okay, uh, it's the lack of breath that concerns me. Then uh, I want to I want to check the airway.
4: I choose okay. to believe he just has sleep apnea. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, just-
2: it's not impossible.
1: <laughs> um, make a roll on your just medical skill
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, intellect plus you I know mean, they're, your,
2: they're, they're yeah. the same bonus like they're the same yeah. uh, raw number I think um nah oh, yeah. uh, nine
1: nine uh, looking down into the airway um, I'll say is that uh, you, you do think you spy something caught in his throat there's not quite enough light to see what it is
2: um, Vion. Yeah, there's an obstruction in his airway right here, and I'll point at the location. Would you be able to extract it?
0: Oh, doc. Uh, uh I. Uh, He's I- not breathing. I- all right, let's give it the old college try. I guess. Yeah. All right.
1: Beyond, this is obviously you can do this. Uh, you know, he's not made of steel. So uh you you, you phase and you reach in and you know it's um a little weird, but you you, you, you reach in and, and you mind and, and you feel um in there uh or or you know Let's see how would this work? Let's see, your phased hand goes into the neck. Wait, okay, so what are you doing exactly? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, okay, so first right now I phase my I ghost, and then I reach my ghost hand into his throat. And then I can, I, I guess I can see where it is, but I don't know if I can pull it with me.
2: You've ghosted object before.
0: I mean, if yeah, it's steel,
2: we're be... in trouble, but if he's breathing steel, we might have bigger problems.
0: No, but, but I, I to think. It. It. I have to be holding it first. You have to yeah. be
2: solid,
3: become solid to grab it. Can you ghost it? him and not it?
0: Ooh. I might be able to do that as a stunt. <laughs> there, <laughs> now that you know smart. where it
3: is, you felt it, you've touched it. You can.
1: <laughs> you yeah. want to? You want to? You want to try that as a stunt? Spend a point of termination. Let's do that. Okay. Let's see what.
0: what this and probably, right now, just I'm yeah. like beyond sweating. Like Vion is like yeah. I'll rise to the occasion, but like <laughs> it's it's a it's a steep hill.
1: Uh Okay, so either this seems to me like it is either kind always because you are trying to help somebody or it has to be educated at the school of pop culture because you saw something like it in a movie if you can think of a movie that you've seen this in, but
0: oh Rick, you I know you've seen The Matrix, my dude. <laughs> I know that you've seen. <laughs> I know that you've seen The Matrix 2 and The Matrix uh, 3, where this has been a component of that universe.
1: I'm trying so, to forget <laughs> that I saw The Matrix 2. But, but it's yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> we, we will talk about this later. But um, yeah, so you spend a point of determination and activate educated at the School of Pop Culture because of what you saw in The Matrix. And uh, make your role. Um, now, wait a minute. What would this be role on? I guess it would just be a roll on your phasing number for like to perform the stunt. So roll yeah. on four. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got an eight. That will work easily because all of my die are conspiring against me today. I can roll nothing but ones and twos. So yeah, you kind of touch him and like give it, you know, you really de- determined uh, concentration, try to remember what you saw in the matrix and, and you ghost this guy's body and then you just kind of hear like a
0: I continue to like sort of like hold him above the ground at like an angle uh, I guess as and then I look to see
1: what made that noise yeah on on the ground underneath the back of his neck there is now a big wad of gum Uh,
3: put the whole pack uh, of baseball chew in there, huh? Just <laughs> the way to work. Just
0: <laughs> we've all been there, man.
3: I used to drive
1: on five every other week. Um, <laughs> and, and and as you're looking at it, you just... <laughs> all
0: right, all right, yeah. All right, take it easy. Take it easy. Catch your breath slowly. You got it. There's just plenty of air. Take it slow. Take it slow. And he starts catching
1: his breath and the air starts What the hell? What, who are you? What happened? Where's my truck?
0: Well, sir, there, there's there been an incident and we're going to make sure that you get to a hospital to get checked out. Um, but your uh, uh, Benny here actually pulled you out of your truck. Hi. So round of applause for Benny. There we go. Yes, uh, uh, what's your name? Uh,
1: I'm
0: I'm a a Ollie. Ollie, nice to meet you. I'm Vian. Uh, this is these are my friends. Uh, You know, I I guess we can all do a round of introductions.
1: Nice to meet you. And like as you're standing there, an ambulance and a fire engine start coming down the street. Uh, you know, uh, looking looking like they are looking for now earthquake damage. Uh, and uh. When they see the, the truck, they, they kind of come to a screeching halt and the firemen get out and start examining it. And uh, the ambulance, uh, the, the paramedics- I'll wait for the
3: ambulance, the
2: paramedics.
1: Yeah, and they come kind of running over to you and they're just like, is anybody hurt? Is anybody hurt here?
2: Uh. Yeah. I'll <laughs> give the history of the vitals in the field. And as I'm doing that, I'm going, I look to uh, Benny and then over to Sonny. Sonny we is still- We need to take him with us and get out.
1: Yeah, he's still unconscious.
2: Yeah, while
3: the paramedics are, we have two, we have Koji and our truck driver there. I think Benny's going to move over while they're distracted, move over to um, Sunny and just get Sunny arm over shoulder and it's going to start moving (laughs) while while the paramedics are distracted because we don't need Sunny going to hospital right
1: now. (laughs) Yeah, and and one of the paramedics sort of sees you walking away, like kind of with Sunny. He's like, hey, is that guy all right?
3: Yeah, he's good. He's had a little too much to drink. It's unrelated to Earthquake.
1: Make a willpower roll.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sonny. <laughs> um, oh, jeez. Eight.
1: Eight. Uh, the paramedic kind of like looks and cataracts. You see, you know, that this guy does not quite seem to buy it, but, you know, he, he gets so distracted helping the truck driver <laughs> that he kind of you know, looks at Benny and he looks to you and, 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 then, and then he, you know, sort so of So the helps, head wound you know, is only
2: superficial, Fortunately, there's nothing under it.
1: Yeah. Uh all yeah, that. Just so know, they
2: know what they need to know to pop
1: and, and while you're talking, that kind of takes their mind off of it as Benny scoots away. And um, you know, as that situation sort of begins to calm, Kadrax uh over on the ground by where Sonny was, you see what kind of looks like a piece of metal or something about I don't know, like a foot long, maybe. And it's, you know, in a weird shape and, and has some like spikes or something on it.
2: I'm going to go back over to it because that sounds like something I recognize.
1: Yeah. And when you walk over uh, on the ground, what you see uh, is a buckler. Uh, essentially, it is like uh, like a shield that kind of straps to the wrist, uh, and it is, uh, you know, about hexagonal in shape, like sort of, a, you know, an elongated hexagon. Uh, and uh, it has, like, tiny little spikes on the ends of it. And when you pick it up, you, being who you are, immediately recognize that this is made of a metal from your home world, Beta Pyxidus, uh, and it is called Plasium. Uh, Cadrax, you now have a Plasium buckler uh, that is plus seven for combat.
3: What? what?
1: <laughs> well, they have a Ooh. baton that's plus five right now, so you know this is for damage. It's like you know, but this like, got what? picked up off the
4: ground. <laughs> I'm just in awe. Truly, I'm I, 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 like I'm a, in admiration, but the awe is still there, you know.
1: And uh, you know what? Let's now that I, got I take me. the
2: shield of the order with me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, I think you know. I try to find like some some particular place uh, to stash it, since you know, one so doesn't openly carry such tactical shields in in human populations.
1: So where are the four headed now?
2: Oh, I just
3: walked away so the paramedics can see yeah. Sunny. I'm just I'm gonna I'm I, gonna probably find like a someplace place that does has little minimal damage that is out of sight, and we're just gonna plop down, and I'm gonna text my friends where I am, and wait for them to get done, and we'll see where we go after that.
1: <laughs> and let and let's say you get that text, and you you meet up with Benny uh, in this you know uh, let's say you know partially damaged but otherwise empty building.
2: Where too? You all did amazingly. You just rescued multiple people with grace and distinction. I'm proud to serve with all of you.
0: Right back at you, Doc.
4: That is quite cool to help people. I have enjoyed this endeavor. But we still have our main mission at hand, and not to sound selfish, but I do worry about Tulas.
3: I think we have a lot of people to worry about now.
2: I don't I'm know what to do next.
4: Should we return to Vion's about or Vion's office? And then try to plan? I am also in fear of, I believe their name was Steve for they were incredibly judgmental of us using our powers in public and yet This was a rather flagrant display of our powers, and I don't want to hear about it from him again.
2: (laughs) We should certainly alert him, as we said we would. Ah. For honor's sake. It's solid. Uh, Any place we take him is potentially in jeopardy. He is equally trained as I, and... More destructive,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably article number one. What are we going to do about Sonny? Um, I mean, I've got a few extra offices in the office. Is there any way that we can like pad it with soundproof equipment or something that could stop him from doing anything? I
2: I think Hadrash just looks at the blocks of ruin around them. <laughs> if he cannot be persuaded, I'm not sure he could be contained successfully. I could try the way I did with Curtis if I concentrated on every moment, but that would make it much more difficult to retrieve Tules or to eat and otherwise
0: sustain myself. Maybe Steve's got something. Sorry. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know.
3: That's what I was going to say. I don't know if I necessarily like it, but we might need to ask for help. Worst case scenario, on my
4: planet, when we must punish somebody for whatever it is that they have done, as we do not believe in execution, we simply remove the tool in which they were able to create havoc. Thus, with Sunny, we would probably remove wherever it is that they speak from, or wherever their, po- their powers originate. I'm not entirely sure if Sunny is as modular as my people
0: there might be a cultural sort of distinction between the two, possibly. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm making assumptions, but is that something you could, one could do, Doc? Or is that something that maybe is a little bit irreversible? No bad ideas.
2: <laughs> As you say, a, a cultural dis- distinction.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, this is all spaghetti against the wall. Sometimes the spaghetti doesn't stick. That's, yeah. So, uh, okay. I have a
3: feeling this problem is going to be a no-good-idea problem. I don't think there's a perfect solution to this.
2: I could instigate an honor duel to the death with him.
3: Okay, well.
2: Uh, well. We did just make a big fuss about,
3: like, we don't kill people thing, or at least I did, so, um...
2: Well,
0: it would be fair. I mean, that's a, that's a pro. Um, I, I, I personally still have a few cons on the list, if I'm being totally honest. Uh, but I also don't know that much about, uh, is it a, would, could you possibly die? And then we'd be- Oh, of be, course, that's what makes it fair. Yeah, yeah, but then we'd be stuck with Sunny and then we wouldn't got you. So that'd be real tough. I don't
2: think I would prevail?
0: No, I got nothing but confidence. <laughs> I got no, really. I got nothing but confidence. But no, I understand.
2: No, we yeah. should, we, should find, we should find contingencies exactly. Uh, yeah, in in the inevitability of, of my defeat in your eyes.
1: No, we no, should move no, to no, a more no.
2: secure location as we contemplate. Yeah, uh, the yes. non-combative approaches given. Our collective faithlessness and my combat abilities. No, hey, well <laughs> I'm gonna okay, pack no. up my stuff. I'm gonna go <laughs> no, for it's,
0: not necessarily. Where should we move? I, uh let's hmm.
3: Where do we feel good about having Sunny possibly wake up? I think that's or
2: least bad.
0: Training A- warehouse. <laughs>
2: the one where we confronted the keelers.
0: Either that or we steal a boat. <laughs> Again, no bad ideas.
3: I still say it's all bad idea. I think that we can't... I think all the ideas yeah, we, is we have will be would, bad and then yeah, we'll pick a bad yeah. idea and that'll be the way we go. I'm just
0: <laughs> Okay, warehouse we're or right. stealing boat. What are we thinking?
2: <laughs> Can I take a look around, actually? Because this is where uh, the knights were going to launch their craft. There might be craft here and that... I mean... I find it an appealing idea.
1: Sure, solve your problems um,
2: out on the water. Why not?
1: <laughs> while you were having this conversation, uh, you know the late afternoon changed to dark, and uh, yeah, Cadrax, um, we'll, we'll see you, you. You walk back towards the waterfront, which was a short walk from where the, the underpass fell. Uh, make the, an intellect roll. Hmm. Okay, uh, ten. Ten, um, you, you do not see any crafts. All the docks as, as described last week uh, are kind of empty and broken down.
2: I return to report no immediate craft in our vicinity. Perhaps uh, Audrey Reeves might have one available once again, but otherwise we find ourselves limited options.
3: Yeah, I think this is definitely an ask for help problem. We don't have a van right now, either. It is
0: being upgraded. And painted.
4: Should we call for help, as stated?
0: Yeah, I guess we should call Steve.
2: Which of us should take point in communications? Is this a human matter? Communicating?
0: With i mean him, i was just gonna it? throw it to ulez He've been doing such a good job as uh we've been solving cases left and right this last day so do you want to do you want to talk to steve ulez
4: yes please. <laughs>
0: great okay uh i'll pull out my phone
1: and i'll call steve <laughs> yeah and it rings a couple of times and uh steve and i hand it over <laughs>
4: Ah, yes, we greet you. This is Ulaz Gali.
1: Hello, Ulaz. I greet you as well. Um, what can I do for you?
4: We request your assistance as we have solved many a case today. There is yet one that we are unable to solve.
1: Solve a case? Correct. Right. You, you know what? I, I got some information for you, too. So uh, where, where can we meet?
4: Uh, uh, where is our current location,
3: VM?
0: Right by the power station, essentially.
1: You're in Ridge Gardens, yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: We can drop Steve a pin.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. All right. This earthquake has uh, broken up some of the roads and uh, I'm seeing on the news that uh, all public transportation is down because there's damage to subway tunnels, gas mains broken all over the place, but uh, I, I will get there as soon as I can. Um, and uh, let's say, you know, it takes a good 45 minutes for him to arrive um,
3: I think I would. Pro- I think buddy would probably at some point be like uh how concerned do we have to be at the uh about him waking up and she'd like poke uh Sunny with like her shoe
2: <laughs> with respect to him not waking up I'm unsure we have not tested the limits of human physiological variation once so
1: and, and while <sighs> you're talking you just hear like Sunny...
2: but that does concern me.
1: And he doesn't quite do anything yet, but.
4: If you would like, I could drain some of his life force.
2: Would you be able to do so without causing him mortal peril?
4: I have never committed mortal peril, so I am not entirely certain.
2: Ah, I wonder if you could then err on the side of caution.
4: I believe so. Benny, did you have a thought to
3: share? I was going to say, since you have this connection to life force, I I wonder if you could somehow like stay connected to him, like monitor like his like when he's coming up, when he's going down kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you keep him in a state of sleep, essentially, I don't know how attached that is to life force, but that way you'd be, you'd know you weren't gonna, you know, fully end the life source because you'd have kind of your finger on the pulse, essentially. I don't know. Oh, Maybe yeah. that's complex. <laughs>
4: I, I wonder if there is a stunt available in which I could <laughs> physically connect to the individual. Uh, however, the distance between the two of us would not be able to exceed a foot. Um, with a, a level of success, that
3: might be a possibility. I have never tested this. Tie one Unless of your nodes to like his wrists like a kitty, like leash, and <laughs> you're always there.
1: <laughs> exactly. If you were going to try a stunt, that will cost mm-hmm. you your last point of determination. Worth it. And it's a pretty out there stunt, so I'm going to set like a, a pretty decent threshold on this. So I assume you are using your light blast ability, since that is the vampiric one that takes life force.
4: Which is so it's interesting because like yeah. it's going to take life, not give life. And when you think you're monitoring life, there's a, there's a kind of a little bit of giving in that. But uh, I want to utilize. Yeah, that well kind of like the the connection like to myself, like just Yeah, I sort
1: of Mm -hmm. trying to justify this by being like, you know, your ability to kind of like pull life means that like you can sort of pull gently on him and if if there's life force to take, you just kind of keep, you know, sapping it off the top, you know, keeping it. Pull on something, something,
2: you feel how much resistance there is on the pole.
1: Something to that effect, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to set a high threshold on this, but make make that roll against your uh, well, it's level five either way. So, do yeah, you okay.
3: have community determination you want to take to add to that roll?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, there there are two points community determination.
3: Well, hold on, that's a six,
4: okay, okay. which makes it eleven. Um, Stunt is just using that determination. Honestly, maybe if you don't buy, don't
3: take it. You just make sure this is on lock. I think it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. I think we're all cool with to- that. All
1: right. That brings you down to one point community determination. And I assume you're using strangely protective since this is keeping him unconscious to protect your friend.
4: Yeah. That fits.
1: And yeah, the other one's the only one that would even come close, I think. But, uh, <laughs> So, I am mean,
4: learning about human anatomy. I didn't know <laughs> that they could be kept off, like, in limbo of this kind of weird life-stopping. It's, it's, but yeah, it's I true. like strangely protective. It's more wholesome.
1: <laughs> cool. So that brings you to 12? 13. Wait, oh, 11,
4: yeah. 13.
1: 12. Wait, which was it? 12 or 13? 13. I thought you said you had 11. 11,
2: 11 plus 2? 13.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. plus- right? 11 points to the roll for
2: every point of determination
1: used. Oh, two points to the roll at every point of determination. Right, right. Okay. So yeah, 13. So that brings you to a moderate success. So uh, what I'll say is you are not sure how long you can keep this up. You are not sure that it can remain 100% effective in a sense where it's like at any point he might start to recover faster and it might exceed your ability to monitor and sap strength off of him. For now... That 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 slight so the the slight rousing that he sort of showed sort of goes back and he he just sort of out like a light again.
4: This is marginally successful. I'm just I, I must remain next to Sunny now and I cannot move.
1: Yeah, and on that, uh, Steve's uh, you know sedan pulls up. You have seen it before uh, outside of the uh, the ferry pier and uh he gets out of the car uh and comes like looking you know towards this building that you're at He's like you in there
3: yeah
0: hey yeah
1: hey steve come on in hey what's up hey and he looks down and sees something on the floor who's that guy uh,
3: uh i look at the doctor like was not my
2: um <laughs> <laughs> He is the son of a f- friend of mine.
1: Is he okay? What, what is Ola's no. doing to him? Helping.
2: Can you give me any information on your ability to nullify or sedate dangerous people? I try very hard not to look down at Sunny so that the human does not infer a connection uh, between these topics.
1: Make a willpower roll. Yes, Steve. this will be very successful. <laughs> I'm good at I'm talking to you. Find Agent Steve. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Five. Five. Uh, hang on, I've got to find good. Agent Steve here. <laughs> <laughs> you wacky kids. OK. Five total? <laughs> yeah. I'm very, Rick. I'm very good
2: at talking to the humans. They find me very persuasive and believable.
1: Um. Well. And it does have a place for extranormals that have committed crimes and are too dangerous to be allowed to roam free. But our mission is to help extranormals, not lock them up. So
2: exactly. An absolute... So we're curious about the technologies you use to enable that.
1: Well, that is not my department. I'm just a field agent. Uh, Whose department
2: but, is it? Do you have a, a, a what is it called? A business?
1: A business card?
0: Paper. A, yeah, uh, yeah. Do you have a card for the person? That's what that's what the doc's
1: asking. Do you do you have their card on you? I would have to call my superiors and find out if I can put you in touch with those people. Um, I can tell you right now that. And there is not, as far as I am aware, any mobile version of this technology. Uh, has this guy committed a crime? No. Why would you ask? Well, because if he did, I can offer to take him to that place. But if he's not a criminal, my power doesn't. He is extend. not
2: a required to be captive by you.
1: Okay. Um.
2: We were interested in the technologies.
1: I would have to make a request. You're going to have to give me some time on that. And he, he kind of reaches into his pocket and pulls out his phone. Give also, me I minute. committed
2: an earthquake.
1: It. You. You did. This?
2: You implied that you were responsible for um, accountability for crimes. It felt honorable to disclose. Huh. I, I don't know your laws on seismic activity. My understanding is, frankly, that you allowed it and, and committed it rather aggressively. Uh, but this was not a uh, fracking.
1: Just. Wait here a minute. And, and he walks back towards his car and he kind of opens up the driver's side door and sits down and dials on his phone and. You know, you see him talking for a while. Uh
2: I think this is going well. I think they will give us the technologies.
4: That seems successful.
0: Yeah. Success. I, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see who he's talking to.
4: What, do you and, like to listen?
0: Wait, can you do that, Ulysse?
4: Oh, no, I thought that you could.
0: No.
2: We have equipment to that effect. We do.
0: That's oh. a Good
2: yes. point.
0: Do we have that on us right now, or is it? In- I don't on- remember.
2: It's been a long time. It day. isn't one of the ones that's uh, car associated or like, uh, like big, like the voice stress analyzer. So I've yeah. been operating on the assumption that, like, Hand-helped especially given we we're going on a tactical mission, we brought a tactical gear bag because I know we brought the rebreather because we we're by the water. That mm-hmm. implies to me we needed other stuff like also cadrox is freaked out and (laughs) overprepared
1: i should probably make you all spend a a retcon point on this but i'm gonna say you know because you know the chat bought you these gifts so you can use them uh that (laughs) you know it makes at least sense to me that the stuff that is super portable and small that you would just take with you you know unless you tell me you're not you know okay great small handheld things you know so uh, yeah, so you have the parabolic microphone, which, uh, if I recall correctly, works at a distance of three, which is a city block. So he is definitely within that distance.
4: You should listen. I cannot move.
1: It, yeah. Uh, is it like headphones or?
3: Um... It's like one of those little like big discs on like <laughs> a handheld like clicky with headphones. Yeah, parabolic. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah so it's, i'm it's wondering if there's yeah. okay yeah yeah there wouldn't be a speaker that's not very sneaky okay uh well you know uh if anyone wants to share we can huddle around the headphones <laughs> and i'll go ahead and aim it and uh aim it at steve and just see what we can kind of pick up
1: okay and when you aim it at steve uh what you hear is him going uh-huh yeah well I I am not exactly equipped to take in a team of extra normals right now. Um, And frankly, I honestly don't know what to make of this group. um, uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So they can't, huh? All right, okay. That's what I'll say. And and he clicks the thing off and he he gets up and sort of walks back to you. Um, (laughs) um, We
2: are extremely stealthy and putting away (laughs) the... Scrambling. (laughs) Body blocking slightly in a very, very normal and and relaxed way.
1: Well, our science department uh, has been alerted and we are making a request as far as what i can tell you about nullification technology but i mean you know i'm just a field agent i'm not the head of the organization so i don't have the power to expedite that or, or make it happen right now so if there's someone who needs to be nullified the only thing i can offer is if that person committed some kind of a crime i can take them in I think but if they didn't uh, well my powers extend to I can try and bribe them I can try and threaten them uh, but
2: they would not consider
1: you a threat
0: you're just a very nice guy Steve so uh, we appreciate those options can you give us a sec to maybe mull this over real quick
1: yeah and, and he kind of walks back to his car and just like leans up against it while he watches you talk
0: Okay, what are we thinking?
2: I cannot, in good conscience, allow the son of the man I serve to be taken in by an alien species and held captive outside of my control.
0: That makes sense. Also, when he says, like, you know, supers and people with powers, that doesn't refer to that, that's only. Humans, right? I don't think he means anyone from outside of Earth.
2: You do not so have jurisdiction over me.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that I think that legally speaking, I don't think that would work. Or hold. I'm not law. an expert
2: on the
0: galactic law on this point. I don't think we have any that I've heard of. So, yeah. um, no, you aren't a signatory,
2: are you? I forget sometimes that you are, you are not a connected species.
0: Uh, yeah. They're very nice.
2: charming yeah. though, aren't they, Willis?
4: And they have been quite lovely. Thanks, this planet is very green and very gray.
2: Perhaps In someday you will blink. represent your species. I think, I think you are one of the best candidates to do so. And oh, then I well, put my hand on dodge head for the other best candidate.
0: <laughs> yeah Yeah. well wow it's an honor just to be nominated um uh yeah honestly i think it should go to dog uh with okay so with sunny we're pretty confident we don't want to hand him over to steve yes so i i guess we can just watch over him until we possibly get the tech
2: and persuade him that he does not want a planetary catas- catastrophe as a confrontation. Will he listen? W- I do not know. I did not know he exi- no, I did know he- I was told once. I, I have not assessed his honor adequately to draw such conclusions. I only know that he is dangerous and rude.
0: But we can, we can reason with him. Maybe. Yeah.
2: Perhaps his mission, he will consider his mission fulfilled and leave on. He did not tell me how he got here. And I do not know how to leave. So I do not know how to make him leave. But perhaps he will stay and not destroy your planet as revenge for his father.
0: Yeah, I mean, not the ideal situation we've got right now in our hands. But from what it's sounding like, if we hand him over to Steve, there's no assurance we could get him back and talk to him there's no chance of reasoning with him. At least with us, there's a chance to have that conversation. Now, if, if things go, you know, topside, then we'll have to deal with him and then we can hand him over to Steve. Worst comes to worst. Right?
2: I really don't think I can win against him in a fight, do
0: no, you? No, Doc, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm saying when you, I'm saying when you win in a fight, oh no, because you're saying, well, no, yeah. Well, I don't want you to have to kill him. That sounds... Uh, I, you can make that call in the future. <laughs> Let's just, I think that maybe this is the best situation for us to hold on to him and just to try to talk to him. If we can get our hands on some tech, that's great. But otherwise, we got Ulez, uh monitoring his life energy. Doc, you're able to go toe-to-toe with him. And then hopefully we'll get some nullification tech.
2: You and Benny also seemed to do quite admirably. He ran out of that building in a way that I would characterize as scared.
0: <laughs> yeah, you should have seen. Dang, Benny just knocked him out.
2: We did have help. From that someone sounds extraordinarily turning. satisfying. I wish I had not been performing a surgery and could have witnessed.
0: Yeah, he got his ass kicked. Okay, so I guess we'll hold on to him because Steve can't take him in. Unless there's been a crime,
3: are there? Has he committed any crimes? But I don't think I've never met him. Right before, like an hour no. ago, yeah. So no. I'm like, has he? Has he
0: committed I mean, any crimes? Breaking and entering into a a city location. No, that's but not like if not
2: ourselves committed. It's not like an extra no-
3: whatever he calls it. <laughs> yeah, you're
0: like, right. I mean,
3: like which? So I don't think that falls under his jurisdiction, anyways. So like. If he has committed any, I have no evidence that he has done so. So Steve has no reason to take him in
2: anyways. Yeah. Could Steve drive us home? (sighs) That would be ideal. This is an excellent use of the Steve.
0: Great Mm -hmm. question, Ulez. Okay, so uh, are we good on this? We We take him into our care. We take Sonny into our care. Try to reason with him. And then, Doc, you'll just do a death duel with him if it doesn't work out. <laughs> and then you'll win, because you will win.
2: I clap Vion on the shoulder. <laughs> Thank you.
3: Okay, so that brings us back to where are, do we have the least problem with Sunny being awake? What location are we going to? What about the
4: warehouse where my ship is located? Do you want him near your ship? Oh, it is quite invulnerable.
2: Oh, I don't damn. know. If I, well,
3: that's cool. I still worry about him being near your ship. <laughs> also very locked. That's that. That's the those are Sandy like storage, Carpa's
4: storage. Yeah, facility, those, that's,
3: yeah, That's Sandy Carpa's like place of business. I don't know if we want to. Have someone who can potentially ruin his or all of his clients things. We might want to go to like one of the, if we're going to go somewhere like that, like we might want to do an abandoned.
2: The one where we confronted the keelers is not across the street from a hospital. That's true.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the keeler space then. Seems rational. Okay. That seems good for now. Until something better pops up.
4: Okay. Okay. Steve, we are prepared.
1: He kind of, you know, he walks back over. He's like, what are we prepared for?
4: Please drive us to a warehouse.
1: Um, okay. Thank you. First,
0: hmm.
1: there are some things we need to deal with. He points to Dadrax. If you are telling me that you did this, you are probably going to have to answer some questions. So keep an eye on your phone. I will take you where you're going now. I'm not going to place you under arrest, but I'm going to assume that if I call you in, you will come of your own recogn- of your own co- recognizance.
2: What does that word mean? I didn't learn it.
1: Willingly. No,
2: of course not. But I would answer an obligation if required.
1: Close enough. Um, all right.
3: You said you had some intel for us, perhaps? Did he already share that? I yeah, mean, come on. I he kind I'll, of blamed
1: us about the... I'll tell the you on the way. So let's say you get into Steve's car, and he's going to take you down to Factory Park. I don't think I have that map ready for today, but it's basically in mid-Barronsdale, and it's going to take a good... You know, with all the roads broken and the earthquake damage and the traffic lights out, this is going to be a long ride for y'all. So uh, along the way, Steve says, um, okay, first off, Vion, you remember I said that we might be able to help you out with that uh, murder investigation in California? Yeah. Well, you might be relieved to know. I have got somebody working on that right now, and it might be cleared up by tomorrow. I will keep you posted. Thank you very much. The other thing was I promised I would look into End's previous experience with teleporters for you if you brought in Eklund, and you did bring in Eklund, so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: here's what I found. Uh, End has encountered teleporters three times. In two of those cases, the method of teleportation is completely unlike what you showed me in that video. But last year, a company named Quadity Mechanics invented a teleportation belt that someone used to rob a jewelry store. The thief got away and, uh, well, we shut quality down, but I have secured authorization for you to investigate. I can tell you their office was in the Briarwick section of Avalon 756 East Chapel street, apartment eight. Maybe there's a lead there. You can follow. And, uh, he drops you off at, at, um, uh, the aeronautics factory, uh, in, uh, Key Lime Aeronautics factory in, uh, um, Fair factory park, which is. I,
3: keep, I remember it as yeah. the Key Lime pie factory. Even I lime. know it's not what it is,
2: but that's yeah. what I am. Like, it's yeah. the pie factory. It's not, mm-hmm. but that's in my head. <laughs> Do
1: they have
2: any sense, there is absolutely like a food truck or like a little corner, little corner cart. Oh yeah, Uh, that plays off that. It's too good, it's too good, and factory workers have a lunch break. There's gotta be. (laughs)
1: Yeah, there might have once been when the place was open, but uh, thanks to y'all, it is now basically the dilapidated old shell of a building that is even falling apart worse than everything else in this abandoned factory neighborhood. Um, So yeah, Steve leaves you off. Any last thing you want to say or do before Steve takes off? I'm sorry. (sighs) Yeah, Uh, well... I hope we can work this out. Good luck. And uh, let me know if you find anything at Quadity.
3: We have told Steve that these teleporters are taking people, right? Like that was something that was uh, beyond
1: yeah, you like him, two people. You showed him the video of them taking Curtis and you told him about uh, two leads. Yeah, we have not reported uh, the most recent. Um, do, we,
3: I was also saying, do we want to tell him that we saw that we know more people have been taken?
4: We can't make that call.
2: Yeah, that's why I'm asking the crew. It's <laughs> not volunteer it. Okay. They are um, a little selective about, like, they're a little protective of of the aliens of of, of around here. I mean, I think, we don't honestly. even we don't even need to say that they
3: are extra worldly. We could just say we know what more people have been taken. If we wanted it to be more urgent sure. for
2: and to help us out, that was my only thought of why. All I know is uh, Cadrax don't say anything. Okay. So, so I think I would. Yeah, whether, whatever would probably, other people say is not there. You know, many would probably I, be called Cadrax in that, but.
0: Uh, Steve, I got two questions for you. Um, just as a private investigator myself, I've, I've tried been trying to keep some tabs. One, are you keeping... Are we the only group of folks that you're tracking? Or is that something you can't quite disclose to us?
1: That's classified. I would need authorization.
0: Okay, yeah, I understand. That's a yes. Second, um... And this is just something because, you know, what I what I try to do in my work is I I look for for uh, unexplained sort of stories, things that pop up, things that don't quite make sense. And I try to connect those dots. And and this is just one. This is a real pitch down the field. Steve, this might mean nothing to you, but has anything in your report showed up about like a statue that got damaged or missing? I've just seen one or two stories of my own research. uh, And I'm just wondering if that popped up on any of your radars at all. But, kind of a statue? You know what? I'm just—that's me, just trying to read tea
1: leaves. Don't worry about it, then. <laughs> don't, don't worry about that. I am not even going to ask. And he just puts his foot on the gas in the car. You know, drives away, leaving. What you kind of literature
2: two- is written on tea leaves?
0: Um, it, well, it's not really literature. It's more of like uh, it's like a divination thing, where the way oh. that you, you, yeah, you drink. We should. I mean, we could.
3: You know, the like interpretation of art, like you see in it what you need to see, it's kind of the same thing, except... Organic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, would like to observe. Yeah, we'll do some, some tea reading stuff. Mm-hmm. The Amara takeaway... bought
4: really good tea.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can use my sister's <laughs> tea. Um, the good thing is none of that stuff was tracked back to us from a couple days ago, so that's good.
2: (laughs) Uh Oh, we are not supposed to disclose to him the things we have done, or we do so selectively. I may have made a grave error of assessment.
4: It was an honorable response, as you stand. I'm unfamiliar with honor, but I find it very admirable.
2: I find it hard to believe that you are unaware of honor, given your consistent display thereof.
4: Ah, I call this duty. It's how my people oh. prefer to categorize it.
2: Human languages is an imperfect translation to our own concepts, I understand. Very true.
1: And uh, um, while you are standing there, Kadrax, your phone starts to vibrate in your pocket. Already? It is Abigail. <laughs>
2: You know, I said it already because I was really worried that that would be the answer. <laughs> yeah. Is the hospital okay? Are you safe? Hello.
1: Keaton, the the power went out during the earthquake. It was it took a while for for the for the emergency power to come back on because of the damage from the last earthquake. Where are you? I'm at the hospital. I, I wanted you to know. Tally is dead. They were doing surgery on her when the earthquake hit. And on that, we'll see you in 10 minutes. Heck. Welcome back. Uh, and uh, before we get started again, I wanna chat, uh, send a really grateful shout out to GM for life. Um, thank you uh, for, for the generous donation. Um, uh, and uh, for getting us uh, way into the lore drop, uh, way at the beginning there. So thank you, and you know, and thank you to everybody. Honestly, it it it, it all matters to us, and uh, we we are as usual just incredibly grateful that y'all keep coming back uh, and keep helping to feed the cast. Because look at these poor starving people. You wouldn't want to see these people not eat, even though I think Sam's actually chewing on something right now. But forget that. Um, no, are you not? Okay, so, so okay, never mind, never mind um but uh yeah thank you so much everybody and uh yeah so it took a while for you to move your way through earthquake damaged baronsdale i mean it takes kind of a while to get down to factory park anyway and uh i I will say you know it by the time you have got here and uh the call um came through we are you know just teetering on the brink of dawn um what what are you all want to do now
4: We have to investigate. We we have to go look at that apartment and see what information that we can learn about the, the, the teleportation belt.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, sort of uh, of utmost concern right now, I think, so.
2: Agreed. I can stay and supervise. And if he wakes up, you'll be good, or... Do you want backup? I do not know how to anticipate his reaction. But I will do everything I can to contain him so that this doesn't happen again. I
3: did kick his ass, but you can tell him that I also saved his life, so maybe that will... Make
2: him fonder of you or something. If anything, that makes both of us fonder of you. <laughs>
0: I'll take it. Uh Doc, if you want, I can I can hang out with you while you know, Benny and Ulez go investigate. If
2: you would like I Leave it to you where your skills are best put in these times.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that the investigation unit is fully covered with Ulez, right? And I give it a thumbs up. But then I'm like, oh, no, not pretend, though. Like this, sorry. We need, a, we need a positive hand signal, maybe both like this. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, the investigation unit is fully covered as far as I'm concerned.
4: <laughs> yes. I have completed my first investigation mystery and I was successful.
0: That said, if anything pops up, you know, just let us know.
2: We have, we our- do have the communication advice devices.
0: Yes.
1: So, uh, yeah, I will say, uh, Benny and Ulez, um, how are you? Pl- well, OK, how are you planning to make your way from Factory Park to um are you are you going right to this address is that the deal?
3: Probably, but there is yeah. no public transportation right now, right?
1: There's no subway certainly. Um you might there be you able got- to catch a bus. Um You know what <laughs> <say>? else? <Hey, laughs> have- Vion, Ooh. your phone starts ringing. Hey, how's it going? This is Vion. Hey, Vion, this is uh Derek from Yard Hill uh, Autobody. How are you You're, doing, Derek? Uh I'm doing fine, thank you. um I'm just calling to let you know uh your van is ready. We've got the paint job. it looks great. uh we've got those little little symbols you wanted all over there, very sharp looking in my opinion and uh we uh we we added that remote control that uh, you asked for.
0: <laughs> well, great, Derek. I appreciate that very much. When can we pick it up? Oh, anytime you want, it's ready right now. oh well i'll let uh, I'll have someone. Uh, come, come get it from you.
1: Great. Uh, the bill is all taken care of uh, by uh, your friend. So, um, all right. Uh, just come pick up the keys. Great.
0: And someone will be there shortly.
3: I love that because I was gonna call Dino and tell him I was gonna borrow his car. <laughs> oh man! You talk too soon.
1: <laughs> I talked too soon. I did say that the van would be ready on Saturday, so it's like, mm-hmm. but damn, okay. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> uh, <sighs> so yeah, let's say um Ules and Benny, you get on a bus that slowly makes its way up to Yard Hill. Uh, while that is going on, uh, Cadrax and beyond, you are with a sunny uh, or you know the still unconscious Sonny at the Keyline a- Aeronautics Factory in Factory Park. Are you inside? Or are you outside? Inside, I would assume, right? Uh, you make your way in and uh, it is, as I previously described, you know, just kind of a wreck in there. They, you know, there have now been fights, training sessions, uh, and um, most of the place is just trashed. It has a steel grate for a floor. Uh, there was a catwalk that is mo- mostly knocked down now. There are holes in the walls from you all having blasted your way in and out from different exits and entrances and, uh, you know, a couple of overturned chairs and boxes and stuff, but that is basically it.
2: What is it like for humans in the choir beyond? You seem unique, uniquely positioned to speak to it. Beyond.
0: I, is there, like, a chair around or something? Sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll grab the chair and I'll sit and I think to be safe, I'm going to ghost. Okay. Because I have no idea when Sunny's going to wake up, what's going to happen. Um, just Saul smart. just kills a ghost. That's a, that's a good question. I, I honestly don't really remember a whole lot. And uh, up until our little turret tourist trip, kind of thought it was a pretty unique situation, but. I don't know, I guess you kind of just get stuck with uh, an impression that you made while while you were living, I suppose.
2: That is all that is available to humans afterward? The impressions on others?
0: Yeah, you know, a great man once said, what we do in life echoes an eternity.
1: Hmm.
2: So you do know of Singers?
0: I, I suppose in a way, yeah. What's uh what's it what's it like for your folks? Hmm.
2: Much the same for most of us, I imagine. Some would say it is the same for all of us, and I kind of look at Sonny.
1: And uh, on that, let's cut over to Ulez and Benny. Uh, I I will, just to keep things moving, say that you have picked up the van. And uh, when you picked it up, uh, the bill was paid by some mysterious benefactor. Uh, And the mysterious benefactor apparently had a remote control installed. uh, And uh, Derek showed you how that works. And he also said that your mysterious benefactor left a strange package for you. And when you open up the package, inside is a pair of uh, thermal uh, detection goggles.
4: Oh, those are very cool. I like them. What do I look like?
3: Like an alien. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose I am to you all the time, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> we in the car
1: <laughs> sure um and it takes you i mean with the earthquake damage and, and and the roads you know and all the traffic lights still out uh it it, it takes you a good two hours to drive uh into avalon in fact Jake, can we get the avalon map up oh
3: my gosh do we listen to a um, podcast on the way there <laughs> like <laughs> yeah get a couple episodes out of some <laughs> <laughs>
1: You'll have to play that on your phone. uh, We pull up the
3: the broadswords and we listen Uh to... (laughs) What is (laughs) dandy?
1: Boy, I love this. Yeah, you're listening to the broadswords on your way into Manhattan and, uh, sorry, into Avalon. And um, as as you are making your way there... um, Too much blend. (laughs) Yeah, too much blend. Wow, real world, fake world, crashing, can't can't distinguish. Um, So... Yeah, you you see, yeah, as you can see there on the map, making your way uh, from Yard Hill, which is right by Baronsdale Heights, you, you, you head up back towards, you know, you go over uh, probably the Jean Greco Bridge, which is that bridge that leads up into Ruby Village. And then you make your way through Monroe Harbor and you can see that a lot of lower Avalon uh, is also kind of destroyed. And from Monroe Harbor, you turn up and you go to Briarwick right up there in uh, what is, you know, kind of midtown Avalon. And uh, Briarwick all the way on the east side there is, you know, it it, it is it is a city neighborhood, uh, you know, big, tall buildings, wide streets, that kind of stuff. Um, but it is not quite, you know, it's not like Times Square kind of skyscrapers and stuff. Uh, it is mostly apartment buildings, businesses, commercial, that kind of stuff and uh, you, you come up uh, to this building, um, which is uh, the address uh, that you got, and it, it is an apartment building.
4: Are we able to simply enter? Uh,
1: there is a revolving door. And uh, if you walk inside past the revolving door, uh, there is a doorman who is kind of sitting at a big uh, kind of fancy looking desk and uh, as you come in uh, he uh, says uh, hey um what can i do you for
3: we greet
4: you
1: hi. i greet you
3: um <laughs> benny like a like like okay okay we can do this and she goes hi i'm benny nice to meet you uh what's your name
1: <laughs> my name um i'm ruben
3: hi ruben um Hi, Benny. So, where was it apartment 8? Is that what you said? Or did I... Yeah, apartment 8. Yep. Okay. Um, we are just here to stop by apartment 8. Um, and we will be out of your hair, in and out, super fast. Um,
1: uh, all guests have to be announced. Uh, who should I say is here?
3: Uh, Benny is good.
1: Just Benny. Yep. Uh, Hang on a sec, and he picks up a phone and he dials. Uh, Benny is here to see you. Huh? What is this in reference to?
3: Oh, I can't read my own handwriting.
1: <laughs> what? What are you trying to remember?
3: Uh, the Q, the Q name of the thing.
1: Quantity. Uh, quantity. I think I'm spelling it Q U O D B I T Y. Wow,
3: wow. I had totally did that was bad.
2: off. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was like a typo quantity.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I uh, like quad oddity, but yeah, <laughs> quantity. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, um,
3: so, yeah. Benny's going to say, um, I. We're a couple of student journalists and we're uh, writing an article about uh, some uh, uh, quantity and we were told that the person to speak to is here in Apartment 8 and we're wondering if they'd be willing to sit down for an interview with us.
1: Student journalists want to interview you about uh, quantity something, quantity mechanics or... Uh Uh-huh. Okay. We hang up the phone Uh, go in that elevator over there. It will uh, take you up to the eighth floor and only the eighth floor.
4: Cool. We thank you. You are welcome. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Penny, are we truly interviewing? I am not prepared for this.
3: I mean, we kind of are. We're going to ask a bunch of questions.
4: Ah, there was no lie in that. I was waiting for the thumbs up and you did not provide it. And yet that was still the truth. I am not a student, but nonetheless.
3: I mean, we're all learning forever. I don't know. If you press the elevator button.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, when when you walk in, uh, you, you press eight and it lights up and the, the doors close and uh, the elevator starts to move up. And, um, you know, it's floor one, floor two, floor three, floor four. And While we're uh, in the
3: elevator, I'm going to be like, OK, so I have no idea what this is, if this person's going to what their reaction to wanting to talk about quantity is going to be. So. What? Okay, so we know that this quantity, they invented a teleportation belt. And the location listed was here in this apartment. Correct. As the place of business or as like an individual? Did we get that? Rick, what did he say specifically about that? Was it like.
1: He just said it was quantity mechanics, and that uh, he gave you this address as uh, where it was located. Uh, he said that uh, and had shut down the business after some jewelry store rob- where, where, where jewelry store was robbed with the with the belt, um, okay. and he he expects you know maybe you can find something at this scene.
3: Oh boy! Okay, so I don't know. Maybe we could angle this as we're like. We could, I mean, we could still do like the half-truth thing. Say we were working with Vion, who is an investigator, and we're...
1: And while you are talking, the (laughs) elevator jars to a stop between the fourth and the fifth floor. And the lights go out.
4: Oh, boy. Have we arrived? That does not say eight before it went out.
3: No, um... This might be a problem. Is like, is there like any like emergency, like the little emergency button on or do the power just completely go out?
1: Uh, you want to try like, you know, flicking the buttons and stuff? Yeah, why not? Okay, yeah. Um, nothing happens. And uh, while you have your back turned uh, and you're looking at the buttons, there's a little crackle in the air beside you. I Ulez. swear to God. And all of a sudden, boom, there is a flash and a woman in a white lab coat teleports into the elevator, puts her hands on Ulez's shoulders, and then disappears. I don't get to
3: react at all.
1: Nope. Come and gone. You had your back turned. Ulez. Mm -hmm. No. you know what? Let's let's flip over back to um, uh, Factory Park for a second. uh, As you are talking about the Choir Beyond and the Earthly Choir, uh, Sunny... Uh, you still, uh, you still believe in ever singers, eh, Kadrax?
2: I still find you foolish for not doing so. I'm strapping his uh, shield on my arm.
1: Well, did you uh, find my father? Was he still singing?
2: He wasn't, but I did.
1: Hmm. Interesting. And, and, and he kind of like sits up, uh, I, guess, I assume he's just on the floor is where you put him?
2: Yeah. Uh, as he wakes up, I'll get down and, you know, do um yeah. like the slop squat, like sit by him.
1: And he puts his okay. hand on his head. Like he's got like a headache. Are you injured? Uh, I've had worse.
2: I don't doubt it.
1: He looks around. Hey, I remember this place.
2: <sighs> Good. Your memory is intact.
1: So... what happens now, Cadrax? I mean, if you're not gonna kill me are you gonna... What?:
2: You found what you came here for. Are you going to leave?
1: I don't see my father's body around, do you?
2: I felt it would be disrespectful to unbury him.
1: So you know where he's buried. I do. Hmm. He looks over at Vion. He kind of like. Angles his head around, looking at your translucence, and he says, "That's a neat trick."
0: Okay. I look to, I look to the dock. I like shrug. Who are you? It's
2: not unlike a human ever singer in a way.
1: <laughs> ah. God Kadrix, there are no ever singers I keep telling you just like dad when you're dead you're dead nobody's note sounds forever yeah well uh, hey I
0: hate to jump in here um I, I I did die just to be completely clear on that so if there's any discussion otherwise um you might not be speaking from experience make a willpower roll <laughs> okay
1: uh, can i add performance on
0: this uh
3: i think he's posturing a little bit <laughs>
1: yeah yeah okay i feel like that should more apply when you're pretending but it's like if you're posturing a tiny bit I, i'll let that slide this time okay oh wow okay
0: well that's a. Uh, it's get. Wait, let me do the math really quickly here. That's gonna be an 11.
1: Hmm. Well, then I guess I don't have to worry about killing you now, do I?
2: That was hmm. not going to be something that happened.
1: How would you stop me if I wanted to tear this whole place apart?
2: How would I stop you? Like my honor depended on it. But are you going to? Mm. Why do you need to? The humans didn't do this. They couldn't have if they tried. Respectfully.
1: No,
0: yeah, that's, yeah, none taken.
1: Maybe I just want you. Why? You're a criminal, Kadrax. You stood up and defended the killers of the Knights of the Blue. When I report this, you're going to be a fugitive. The Star Choir won't stand for that. And if I bring you back wrapped up in a nice little package, well, I'm a hero, aren't I? And you pay the price for what you did.
2: Would you feel like a hero? Would you make your father proud?
1: To bring in the treacherous protege who defended his killers. Hey, Kadrax, let me ask you something. What were you talking about? The choir beyond with your buddy here? Did you kill someone?
2: Yes. It was an accident. From grief.
1: For your father. You think he'd be proud of that? No,
2: I hope he understands.
1: And while you two are staring each other down, Ulez, all the way up in Briarwick in Avalon, you find yourself standing in the living room of a relatively large apartment but it's not very homey the walls are covered with schematics and there's weird looking equipment piled everywhere workbenches tools uh, all kinds of uh, electronic gadgets and and a science gear You can see three closed doors from where you're standing. The windows are all covered up uh, by blinds and and black paper that has been taped over them. And uh, um, there is a woman in a white coat, the one who grabbed you, uh, if I had to cast her, I would say she was uh, Nathalie Emmanuel, play uh, uh, Miss Andre from Game of Thrones. Um, And she is, uh, as soon as you appear, she immediately backs away from you a couple of feet. And she looks at you and says, "Do you see what I just did?"
4: Um, you teleported me here. I didn't entirely absorb it because I think I was a part of it. Therefore, it was much more difficult to properly analyze.
1: And she kind of cocks her head. You know, at your sort of strange tonal reaction as you do not seem afraid or confused, and kind of a little, a little chipper. And uh, she's well, good. Then listen up. I am gonna ask you some questions. And if I don't like the answers, I'm gonna go get your friend and I'm gonna teleport her a thousand feet above the street and drop her. You understand?
4: She is incapable of flight.
1: Yeah, I know that. What, who?
4: What? Uh, my name is Ulez, we greet you.
1: Ulez, huh? Who do you work for?
4: Uh, I work for Vion Vigor. We have our own investigation. uh, Unit? I have not entirely asked what the proper term was. It's kind of like a private investigation business, and I am officially on the job.
1: Vion Vigor?
4: Correct. Next question.
1: Why were you asking about Quadity?
4: Oh, we are incredibly curious about this belt of teleportation.
1: Yeah, you know about the teleportation belt. Correct. And you know the name Quadity. Correct. Quadity only had one client. So if you are here looking for them and, and, and you know about the belt, you must work for those bastards who sent those thieves in the green robes.
4: You have also experienced the monsters in the green robes. They have stolen my friend. They have stolen a member of my species.
1: Make a low power roll. Yeah. Ew. I don't think it's
4: going to go great. Uh... <laughs> Seven. Seven.
1: I am not interested in your lies. What did you come back here for?
4: An interview. But I wanted to be the one who performed the interview, not the other way around.
1: And, and she kind of cocks her head again, is a little confused. And, and while that is going on, you're back in the elevator. Benny, <laughs> what are you doing?
3: Benny is um freaking out like a lot. Um, and (laughs) I'm going to pull out my phone and try to call Vion.
1: Uh, okay. You pull out your phone and you cannot get a signal in the elevator. That
3: was my fear. Okay. Um... So I think she's doing a little bit of a, like a, it's a tiny space, like the walking back and forth, like, okay, okay, they're gone, it's fine. Wasn't a green robe, but like, um, maybe, okay, there's a lab coat and we're here to talk to someone in the lab, so maybe it's someone that we're trying to talk to. Um, is there like a hatch on the ceiling of this elevator? It's very dark.
1: Um, make an investigation roll. Yeah, are you using your-
3: start my hands on fire to like, or I'll, use my, I'll just use my flashlight phone. What am I doing? i use my, my f- flashlight on my phone and try to like shine at the light of the ceiling. God, it's okay, fine.
1: Make, uh, I mean,
3: I don't want to start on fire in an enclosed space.
1: That's probably smart.
3: Oh boy, that was really bad. Five.
1: Five. Okay, that is not great, but it is this teeny tiny ceiling and a teeny <laughs> tiny elevator. So while it is not apparent to you at first and it takes some feeling around and you feel like some cracks and it's like one of those mm. ceilings that's got, you know, kinda, you know, like a like a grid pattern in it, so it's not quite clear, is eventually you 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 are able to sort of find like a hatch that you you, okay. you kind of push against and it does not seem to really open.
3: I want it open very badly. Can I try make I want to try a, brute force it?
1: <laughs> yeah, make a strength roll.
3: Okay. Uh I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna announce this right now that if this doesn't work, <laughs> I'm gonna play uh, like she's gonna f I think she's gonna freak out a little bit and she's I think she's gonna uh fire that's closest cat burns but I think she's going to start on fire a little bit in this elevator. So I'm just declaring that right now. Um ooh, okay, it's okay. It's seven. I don't know if that's gonna get me out. <laughs>
1: that will not get you out. In nope. fact, what I will say is you brute force as hard as you can, and it just kind of, like, raises and falls. And on that, you, like, fall to the ground, and, like, with the anger that you are feeling I think it's pa- failure, she's panicked.
3: She's panicked is what's happening. I think she starts yeah. on fire.
1: Absolutely. You go full-body human torch, uh, just uh-huh. right up into flames. And I will give you a point of determination for that. Okay. As you are now on fire in a very small elevator.
3: <sighs> okay. Okay. Get together. <sighs> um. I think I don't know. I feel like she's gonna freak. I think she needs to make like a will, like a willpower roll or something. Like I think she's gonna have a panic check in an elevator.
1: Like, okay. Um, make a willpower roll. Okay. What is your willpower? It's six. Oh, okay. It's pretty Composure good. Composure
3: check. Composure check, basically. Like I think she needs to calm down to be able to get not on fire and two to just not freak out in an elevator. Okay. 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 That was a pretty good roll. Eleven.
1: 11 that'll do it but it's going to take a, a little yeah. bit of you know yeah, kind of breathing and calming
3: deep breathing so, and like stay away from the walls and like like oh not touch anything the carpet in the elevator the floor in the elevators could probably gonna have some scorched footmarks. <laughs> like like okay yeah so she's gonna take a second to like calm down and then when she is because she knows how this works um when she's calm enough she'll try to Pat put out the fire.
1: All right. Let's say you are calming down. And meanwhile, back up in the apartment, Ulez, uh, this woman is not looking particularly happy with you. Um, and uh, she says, you are very strange. What is, what is that costume you are wearing?
4: Ah, this is part of my outer shell. This is what I am made up of. Would you like to feel it? It is unlike any material that you have here. You are know, like I'll extend
1: my arm. Make a willpower roll.
4: <laughs> you can't be, oh, that's a one. Oh, oh, uh. oh. Uh. Um, does a four?
1: <laughs> Jeez. Material you are made up of? What are you, some some kind of a robot?
4: Uh, only partially. Huh. You don't have a proper language to designate exactly what I am in your own, within your species, but that's okay. I am learning a lot. Is it my turn to ask you questions yet? What is your name?
1: No, it is not your turn. Okay. I want to know what your connection is to those bastards in the green robes.
4: Uh, Well, the first time we encountered them was at a park where they stole our friend Curtis Haber. And then, yet again, they have been snatching up allies, friends, and even brand new enemies to friends.
1: You're still lying to me. You have to be lying to me.
4: Would you like to analyze my internal data to determine that I am not lying? Do you possess that ability? This living space of yours is very well equipped.
1: Make a willpower roll.
4: <laughs> you just want me to succeed? This is so hard.
1: <laughs> well, no, every time you add like a sort of material new aspect to convince her of something, or, or get her to agree or disagree, I, I kind of... What was it? Eight. Eight. I mean, it's better than a three-year-old. Four. <laughs> so... You'll let me read your memory banks.
4: Ah, uh, the portions of the past 24 hours,
1: yes. 24 hours. Correct. Was, I'm trying to think, when was the last time you saw someone abducted by the people with the green robes? That was?
4: Uh, our homies from oh, like uh, that. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. so the <laughs> like, Alien Force,
1: yeah. yeah. Okay. Last um, evening, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. right before oh. late, late afternoon. Yep. So that falls okay. Um, huh. How how would we do that?
4: Uh, well, let me look around. Do you have any extra RAM laying about?
1: Huh.
4: We Let's could call something can... together.
1: Let me see what I can find. You got USB on that thing?
4: Um, hmm, One of these. What form of USB? <sighs> C, regular.
1: And she sort of cautiously walks over to you and kind of looks at your port. Huh. This one might fit. Let me see what we can come up with. And she turns around and starts like hunting around on the workbenches. benches. Um, let's go back down to Benny. You are calming down um, in the elevator and uh, the fire that is closest kept is <laughs> kept <out>. once
3: again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, if we're in between floors, I'm not gonna be able to, if I wedge the door, but I'm not gonna be able to get out. I think I need to try the ceiling hatch again.
1: All right, make a strength roll. And You now have a point of determination if you want to spend it already.
3: Stubborn as a mule, we're doing it, man. I'm getting out of here.
1: Okay, stubborn as a mule. That I defies. can't. Use, I
3: can't use kickboxing for this at all. Can I? If I'm like, like a hit. I mean, or you, like, are, you
1: are a master kickboxer now, and you can perform yeah. stunts on your kickboxing. That's so true. some some kind of stunt. Like
3: a like a two-handed, like, I don't know. Really I are, imagine like you holding onto the railings. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Like, and,
4: ooh. like, with your upper body strength, yeah. you can yeah. Yeah. leverage your feet upwards. I could, yeah. I might
3: try that. Where it's, it's just, like, a really
1: good leg press. imagine what Ulez might say right now. Yeah, do you I'm think about, yeah. Say,
3: I imagine you holding on to the mm-hmm. um, I did think about that, but I was like, I don't know if that's too absurd, but I am a master in kickboxing now. So yeah, you are a master in kickboxing. I do it, yeah. um, Okay. So
1: roll uh your strength Strength. you can add your kickboxing bonus and you're spending that max determination for for, um, stubborn as a (laughs) mule
3: i'm trying again i'm not giving Mm up okay here we go this is what i'm talking about wait hold on i have to do math again five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen
1: And you kind (laughs) of brace yourself against the the railings. And it's like kind of one of these, like, you know, (sighs) two. And you fling yourself kind (laughs) of up feet first and just like smash the bottom of that thing. And it goes flying open. And as it goes flying open, we cut on back to Factory Park,
3: um,
1: where Kadrax and Sonny are still... uh, staring each other down and uh sonny says so what do you say cadrax let me uh bring you back to beta pixitus in cuffs confess your sins admit that you helped the killers of the knights of the blue and face justice like a real knight would
2: I'm sorry that I heeded your father's orders and not his spirit, Sanovel. I'm sorry I failed him. I'm sorry that through my inaction I wasn't there when he died. But I won't make that mistake again. I will heed not the words, but his spirit. And that would have me be a protector of the innocent, and that is needed here with them.
1: Make a willpower roll.
2: Mm-hmm. Six. That's Total average six. for me.
1: Total <laughs> six. Um,
2: um. I mean, I should.
1: Okay. Eh. Nope. I'm happy. Um, I'm
2: happy. That
1: was fine. Protector of the innocent. Hmm. You know, Cadrax, the way it's looking to me, you get a lot more people killed than you protect. Maybe the way you would protect the innocent is by getting out of this place. Going back to Beta Pyxidus, where you can't hurt anybody anymore. Where they know how to deal with people like you.
0: Yeah, I'm going to step in again real quick. I don't mean to interrupt this very intimate conversation. And I understand that there's some stuff I'm not quite you know, following. Beta Pyxidus, right over my head. Uh, but you are talking to a doctor who's literally, literally saved lives. And I'm not talking about sort of the ripple that our, our, our good actions can have that can lead to another person doing a good thing, which again, uh, I would credit the doc with. That's a little more nebulous, though. If we're looking for direct evidence, I think you could actually, am I, am I wrong, doc? You could literally go to the hospital and pull up files and collect a number of people whose lives you have literally saved who needed your help.
2: Would you say that that shakes out spirit of justice?
0: You know, for me, I, I, yeah, I don't know what shakes out. I think that you just wake up the next morning and you try to do good. And listen, I don't mean to argue with the Sonny over here, but I don't know, waking up and being a doctor and, saving a couple more lives and then being a superhero and saving a couple more, I think that shakes up a little bit higher than turning yourself in and doing nothing.
2: In that case, I should accede to the wishes of the representatives of Earth. Do you have an opinion on the matter? I dress dog. The other
1: representative, of course. And, uh, dog, kind of. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, I lean back just a little bit, and then I look to Sonny, because both representatives have communicated their desires.
1: And 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 so I at their pleasure. And Sonny looks over to Vion and he says, uh, they call you spirit of justice.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I want to re and kind of walk over and,
1: and pet dog a little bit. Cadjax here stood up to defend the murderers of my father. So what do you think justice would look like for them?
0: Yeah, see, Sonny, this is where it gets real interesting, because I did have a little chat with them. And if I'm not mistaken, they were getting justice for the crimes that your father committed. Am I wrong? My
1: father was a fool, but he was an honorable knight of the blue who did nothing but follow his orders, defend his people, and protect the weak against the Alpha Combine. Is it better to be protected against your will, or is it better to be devoured by monsters?
0: It's a big question there, Sonny.
1: Yeah, I don't think you really understand what's out there, Mr spirit of justice might be out of your league here.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, possibly, but i throw it right back to you that you're talking to a ghost, son. You know, you're coming here talking about uh, grand gestures of justice and, and what's good for the living, because at the end of the day, all you can do is weigh death against other death. Well, I'm here to tell you there's something a little bit more than that. And the context you're looking at is a little small from where I'm standing. It might just be a tiny little blue and green marble here, but we're working on something pretty big here, Sonny. Make a wheelpower roll. Okay. That is
1: come out to a six. So, I ask you again if justice here is in death and if justice is in Cadrax coming back to face justice of their own people, then what is justice? Because it can't just be letting them walk away. Can it? Nothing. That's what you're telling me. justice here is just a shrug and nothing. No. So no, what? that's, that's a,
0: you know, that's a very, that's a very good question and i like to kneel while I'm petting dog and just kind of get a little bit closer to eye to eye. And I want you to know, I'm, I'm not pulling your leg on this. That is a good question. Listen, I, I don't know what's going on with all your stuff. <laughs> I can't follow half the words you're saying, <laughs> but if there's a system that put your father in a position where he had to go get killed, the crimes of him and the crimes of his killers, they lead all the way up to the system that put him in that place to begin with. Now, that might be something too big for me to even imagine, but I will say this, and I mean it. Son of, and I turned to the doc to make sure, Sonavell? Yeah, son of Sonavell. If there is some big monster out there, that is making this happen and forcing you all to put your lives on the line like this where you would turn on each other in your time of grief. I will help you fight that. You can shove me into a rocket ship. You can shoot me out into space. I'll do whatever you need. But if you're talking about justice, that's the justice because you fight that thing and all your problems, then they become yours and not that. Make another willpower roll. Okay. Come on, big... Pff, highest I could get, 10.
1: Okay. We're going to cut back over to Ulez Um. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no more. Um, so, uh, Ulez... The woman has spent some time examining your ports. And she, while she's doing it, she says... Uh, <sighs> Wish my father were here. He'd be able to figure this out.
2: <sighs> huh.
4: Who was your father? Is it my turn to ask questions yet? I have been very patient.
1: Make a little power roll.
4: <laughs> you know I'm no good at this. Five. Um.
1: Okay. was my father was quantity mechanics his name was dr terence darnell my name is molly molly darnell and uh he founded that whole company just to build that teleporter tech for some mystery client but when it came time to pay Client vanished and instead those weirdos in the green robes broke the door down. They kidnapped dad. They stole the belt, the prototype, and all the plans for it. Then next thing I know is company's being shut down by the FBI or the NSA or whoever the hell it is. Some agency, I don't remember. And I'm just left to pick up the pieces. And figure out what the hell happened and where he is. And nobody talks to me and no one tells me anything. And now I got to deal with some robot.
4: Uh, Molly, I am not a robot and I would love to help you with this task. We have a very similar goal. Uh, May I ask, how long has it been since you have observed your father in person?
1: (sighs) Uh, I don't know. Probably about a year now. Your memory banks better say what you say they do.
4: Oh, yes. I look forward to you viewing them. There are some very good images of dog.
1: And she holds up a couple of. Sort of wires and connectors and things, and she's like. Which one?
4: Oh, Uh, mm, let's
1: mm. make an intellectual. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I'm good at that. Yeah, uh, 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 eleven. Is that how math works? Yeah, eleven.
1: Um. Yes, math works like eleven. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. Um. You. Okay. You pick one, and uh, she kind of goes to a port, and she's like, hmm, "It's not an exact fit, but if we can get the ends." Inst- and she kind of, you know, wow. Gotta wire, get the co- pins to connect. Yeah, she's got like a little kind of needle nosed pliers, and she's trying to kind of like bend the end of the connectors so that, you know, they face in the right direction. And she kind of, you feel her like shoving in the back of your head and kind of, you know, uh, it's, it's, you know, a little uncomfortable, but it's not really hurting you or anything. Uh, and then she sort of goes over to a computer and she's like, Let's see if I can get some kind of wafer my tech to communicate with yours. I don't know, can you help me here? Uh, Oh,
4: yes, I can display the video right now.
1: Okay, make another intellect roll.
4: Oh, gosh. Oh, I just threw the dice, let's try that again. Oh, wow. VLC can do do every video format, you got this. (laughs) (laughs) I want to show, just use VLC. Um, That is a six. Six total? Yep, rather polarizing dice rolls.
1: She says, "All right, here goes nothing." And she hits a button, and you black out. Oh God, Benny, you are down in the elevator. What are you doing? You just opened up the hatch.
3: I am climbing on top of the cart. Um, I, I want to get to the elevator ship. I have my—I'm going to put my phone, like, in my pocket with the flashlight out, and I'm looking for like a service ladder or something in this elevator shaft. Cuz sometimes like uh, along walls of like stuff like this like there's like a ladder.
1: <laughs> okay, make an intellectual.
3: Oh boy, bad at those. Okay. Okay, 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 eight.
1: Okay, yeah, you see a ladder uh, it is very thin and looks like it is probably not meant to be climbed straight up the shaft, but rather climbed, you know, for maintenance workers to, mm-hmm. you know, move between floors. And there is like a little gap between each floor so that the ladder goes up and then there's a gap and then the ladder goes up and then there's a gap. Uh-huh. Um, and you can easily get onto to the one that is right where the elevator is stalled.
3: Ooh, yeah i'm gonna go up and start counting floors and she's just gonna as she goes up she's like not the scariest thing i've done not the scariest thing i've done not the scariest thing i've done
2: like
1: (laughs) okay make a coordination rule between you are between floors four and five so you will have Mm -hmm. to climb up from four to five from five to six from six to seven from seven to eight so
3: yep basically
1: like kind of three and a half since you're stuck between that first one
3: okay here we go six
1: okay you get you 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 climb up this one and you get uh you make it to the top of this ladder it's kind of thin it's rickety and you are a little kind of nervous you know with the darkness Mm -hmm. and kind of claustrophobia of the elevator shaft you can't kind of hold your phone so it's kind of it, it is dark in there now um and you get to the top of the elevator shaft and now there is a gap of about i don't know a foot and a half two feet to get to the next ladder.
3: I guess she's just going to go for it. I mean, she's going to get up as high as she can on the one and like, you know, balance with her like hands down and feet as hands and feet as close as they can. And then we'll swap one hand up to the next one. And then that kind of a maneuver. And then we'll try to pull herself up from there.
1: Make a coordination (laughs) roll. Okay, ten. Okay, uh, and yeah, you are sort of able to kind of leap the gap a little bit and get the bottom of the next ladder. You were holding on to it from like the bottom rung, sort of hanging mm-hmm. down. Make a strength roll so that yeah. you can sort of climb, you know, pull up yeah. style.
3: Okay, here we go.
1: Without your without your legs. Ten again. <laughs> yeah. And you start pulling yourself up that ladder until you are able to get a foothold. And uh, while you are doing that, let's head back to <laughs> Factory Park. Cadrax um, and Vion. Uh, Sunny um, Sonny has kind of leaned back on the floor. You are a very brave man, spirit of justice.
2: Uh, yeah. He
1: is. Oh, thank you. Much braver than
0: Cadrax here. I would venture to say that's completely untrue, but okay.
2: No, he's right.
1: You know, Cadrax. I don't exactly know what to do here. I mean, I think I can overpower you. In fact, I'm sure I can overpower you. I'm better trained and I know how to unleash my voice to destroy things, unite to the blue, always with the precision, but never worried about power quite as much. But I don't know, I don't know what that gets me. If I kill you, How do I find out where dad's body is?
2: I would never use that as leverage against you. I will tell you right now. That should have nothing to do with this. You are his son.
1: Tell me right now.
2: Very well. Do you understand how to read human maps? I will show you.
1: I understand.
2: Yeah, I will immediately.
1: Okay, and you you show him the yeah. location in Ridge, Ridge Gardens. Right, or we just
2: right where we just,
1: right where we just came from.
2: Yes. We can make a willpower there. roll together if you want.
1: Make a willpower roll.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been giving myself these unmarked troubles, but uh, I feel like narratively, I don't need the mechanic, but can we consider just as narrative that I am upholding my oath? I don't, I don't care about the plus two. I would need those if he fights me. But like my heart is upholding my oath right now. Okay, now I roll my dice. Okay. My dice are not upholding my oath. My dice say five. It's very valid. It's very valid. He's very angry. Like there's a lot there. I totally understand. So
1: dice, you're, you're five, you rolled a five?
2: Five total, yes.
1: And then your willpower is three, so that's eight, or...? No, 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 no. Oh, five Five total. You... Okay. <laughs> Hi. You know, I just don't know if I believe you. How do I know you're not luring me into a trap? How do I know that alien strike force isn't waiting to kill me if we go back there? I mean... It's pretty suspicious you're taking me right back to where they were.
2: You don't know, but if the only reason you want to keep me alive is for that information, then either it's valuable to you or it isn't.
1: Hmm. It's not Just got to take my chances, huh? All right, and he kind of springs up off the ground very quickly.
2: I'll lock in stepwise with him.
1: Let's go. And he uh, walks out of one of the holes in the walls of the factory, and you find yourself back on the sidewalk. Vion, you are just tailing them? Yeah, I think so.
0: Um, I can walk the dog. I'll have to look
2: over my shoulder, like, you know, maybe side up to me a bit.
0: Oh, Sure. And then, you know, we kind of stride Are you still out. Faced? Uh I I'm still corporeal because I was petting dog uh oh, sort right. of just above game, just in case things didn't go well, I was gonna face dog as well. So
2: I was gonna uh, ask.
0: That was sort of there. I may
2: still, so I'm glad we are of a mind. That's
0: I'm I'm uh, sticking by dog. Yeah, great, great, great. I like
2: to think that this is all a whispered aside, actually. Um <laughs> I don't uh, want to let him out of my sight unless and until he is off the planet or otherwise neutralized as a threat.
0: Yeah, understood. Let me know if you need anything, Doc.
2: You have already done much.
0: Thank you.
1: And Sonny looks around. How do we get there?
2: With difficulty. A squire of the blue caused much destruction.
1: Hmm. I'm not surprised. So much for control. And uh what is your plan for getting from Factory Park to Ridge Gardens now?
2: Honestly, that really does sound like a sunny problem, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> like
0: Do we want to call the most tense cab drive? <laughs>
2: I mean, I'm down for it because I I want that that just that one shot. After uh, all this tension, tension, tension. <laughs> cab.
0: Yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, don't worry, I'll get us there. And I whip out my phone and I call
1: a cab. Okay, and uh, you call cab. Cab's on the way, and we will go back to Ule's galley. You blacked out completely when Molly started what would be the transfer and uh suddenly your systems kind of come back online but very irregularly like you can see and then not see, you, you hear a little and then you don't hear you feel like you know you try and pick yourself up but you know, sustained a lot of damage earlier. It was, it was sort of welded together by Cadrax. But now it's like, you know, you, you sort of feels like you were having trouble kind of moving and standing. And, and Molly, you know, is hovering over you and she's. What can I do? What can I do? Can you hear me?
4: I can. Kind of. I, I, I need power. I need I need a life force. I need power.
1: Power? A life force? Where do I get a life force?
4: I, I need a life force. I need to drain. That is... Help. Please.
1: And she kind of stands back and... Drain? Life force? Like... Like a vampire?
4: Energy. Life energy.
1: Life energy. Uh, and she's looking around. And while she's looking around, Benny, you are in the uh. elevator shaft, climbing up yeah. between uh fourth to fifth, the fifth and the sixth floor. Um make your coordination roll. <laughs>
3: That's a yeah, five.
1: And you're about halfway up the ladder when you, you, you kind of miss one of the rungs and slide all the way back down uh, to the end of this ladder. And you just narrowly grab it. And you're kind of just holding on with like one arm. Make a strength roll to see if you can get yourself back up.
3: Boy. Seven.
1: you kind of swipe at the ladder, but you're having trouble and and, and having caught yourself, that arm is a little strained now. So you were you were really not able to kind of pull yourself up one handed. Up in the apartment, Molly uh, says. So you need to drain the life force from a living thing. Am I understanding that right? Correct. Uh, I'm the only living thing up here. I, I don't know if I. I don't know if I can trust you.
4: Uh, OK, I've tried to help.
1: Can you play the memory bank? Can I can I see if you were telling me the truth? Play your memories for me.
4: I will try again.
1: Liz, let's call this an intellect roll.
4: Okay. You think I have my stats memorized by now?
1: Uh, Your intellect is five, I believe.
4: Eight? Eight?
1: Yeah, you kind of spend all your wherewithal and try and channel your memories for the last 24 hours through that connection to Molly's computer. But Nate, with the damage that you have experienced and everything that is going on, a lot more than that pours out.
4: Oh, no. She
1: stands watching as she sees... The last 24 hours and the 24 hours before that and the 24 hours before that and the 24 hours before that and then there is a quick flash of uh, a world with a yellow sky and a blue sun and there is a quick flash of this gigantic black wall that stretches as far as and he can be seen in other directions and a quick flash of this strange dragonfly bird just fluttering and hovering in midair. And and, and she stands there watching it all just like wide eyed and, and, and just completely mesmerized by what's going on in front of her. Benny, um, you are dangling from the bottom of a ladder. I am. <laughs> Make another strength roll.
3: Jeez. Jeez. six.
1: You try and grab back up, but this time you just completely miss and you fall back down onto the roof of the elevator. And it's like with a thud and you kind of feel it in your back. Ugh. Tadrax and Vion. The taxi has made its way towards Ridge Gardens, traffic is moving a little better now over the course of the morning uh you know police and construction crews have been doing their work and clearing roads and kind of getting things moving a little bit and uh it it drops you off uh right by uh that warehouse uh that abandoned boarded up warehouse where you just you know half a day earlier were fighting with the alien the alien strike team and with sonny and uh the cabbie uh is just like all right it's gonna be um and he hits the meter and it's eighty-five dollars. Eighty-five dollars Well, I mean it's all the way from Ridge Gardens in heavy traffic.
0: Yeah, all right, yeah. I, I'll hand over my card. <laughs> it's like you No, uh- please
2: this is this is a uh, matter. Of ours, allow me. I will make uh, the money payment.
0: Oh no, really, Doc? It's okay. It, it, you can just charge. This it to concerns.
2: This is coral matters. At its. At its heart.
0: And so he's just like, "Will one of you just pay the tab?" Yeah, I think I can write it off on my taxes that I still. I think have to file. So. What is a it, taxes? It's it well. Oh, that yeah. We're gonna. That's that's gonna come back to bite you in the butt. If we don't have that conversation later, uh, I'll
2: but, let him pay because I'm confused
0: now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll I'll write. Apparently, this off. there
2: are taxes, and I thought I knew everything, but they continue
0: yeah. to confuse Te- me. I think if I understand this right, it, by me writing it off, it gets taken out of what would majority of which go towards the military budget. So I think, I, I think. So, so I'll, I'll just go ahead it will and aid
2: your defense it. against the Alpha Combine. Y-
0: yeah. Well, well, uh, we'll talk. It's fine. I, I'm not even sure, honestly. I just said that. I'll hand over my card.
1: <laughs> you want to put a tip on this? Yeah, yeah, 20%. to
0: no. 16 bucks on top. Thanks, buddy.
1: You're a class act. And, uh, oh, wait. Hold
0: in. on. Damn it. No, I'm sorry. Hold up. For taxes, actually, I can't do that. I can't tip, but what I can do is I'll, I'll give you some cash instead. Still
1: 20%? yeah I'm giving you sixteen dollars <laughs> hey you're still a class act then thank you and uh he you know swipes the card through the thing and you know buzzes your receipt and uh, he lets you off and uh, right. you see him disappear into the neighborhood and uh Sonny turns to Kadrax he says, lead the way I do uh we
2: pass by the uh, what's left of like the gas spill of the overtrain, uh, overturned truck. This is uh, where one of the humans uh, saved a life from one in fire. Uh, right there, uh, this one, Theon, pulled a young adolescent out of rubble. This is the spot where both of them kicked your ass.
0: Yeah, you remember that?
2: Oh, and here's the power station. And then we'll get through and then, you know, we'll actually get to the spot.
1: And he kind of looks around at the power station as you're walking in and he's sort of like, you do this?
2: I haven't done something like that in years.
1: Yeah, it's the problem with the Knights of the Blue and your control. Control is just so easy to lose.
2: And I you have more time to learn from your father. Huh. He had a lot to teach me about that.
1: If he had a lot to teach you about that, you wouldn't be taking me to his grave right now. And uh, you lead him through the building because uh, you said you would take him in to the spot. And uh, um, you go through the, you know, through this boarded up factory, past the bed that Ebos uh, was, you know, lying in and uh, where, you know, past the corner where the electrical workers were tied up. And uh, right where Zol pointed, there is kind of like a big kind of open garage door that is, you know, looks like the door's not even there anymore. It just leads out into a little fenced in kind of yard that's got a lot of kind of trash piled up around the edges, you know, uh, you know, where the fences are. And um I take the on's hand. And you can see that along the ground uh there are about I don't know what did we say, about like fifteen or so mounds uh that are about the right size to be graves. And uh he says uh which one is it? I'll ping. Okay, we'll get back to that. As you line up to ping, we will zip over to Ule's galley. Ulez. Molly says, my God, you're, you're, you're an alien. You're from, you're from, you've been, you're, you're in, you're from out of space. You're from outer space.
4: Not from here.
1: Correct. She's the most amazing thing I've ever even heard of in my life. Here, and she holds out her hand. Take my life force.
4: We thank you.
1: Let's make your light blast roll.
4: Yeah. Nine?
1: Yeah um you hit her with the light blast and suddenly you can feel her life force coming through the beam back into you as suddenly your sight and your hearing and you know all all of the damage starts normalizing and you your your functions are restored to something resembling your normal you know level um you still feel a little weird after that shock and what happened to you, but you can think again and you can see and hear and move again. And, uh, Molly kind of, whoa, head rush. Oh.
4: Are, are, are you well? Uh, you should sit in your uh, chair in front of your computer.
1: No, no, no. I can help you. And and she, she sort of stumbles back towards the workbenches. I saw it all. I know I know you're after them just like I am. And you gotta know that teleporter. It can only transport someone about I don't know, fifty to eighty yards or so. It's not long distance. It's like a city block at max. Oh. And, and 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 you can track the landing zone with this. And she holds out to you what looks like a small kind of like voltage meter, only instead of like a voltage meter, it has a kind of like a directional readout, like a compass. <sighs> the next time you see them, get those bastards.
4: May I inform you of our success through the means of communication? And I'm gonna pull up my little Kermit the Frog phone. I believe we are allies now.
1: Damn right. There's anything I can do for you You know, you need any tech stuff, tech help, you come back here.
4: We thank you. May you return me to my friend, Benny?
1: Yeah, I think I can do that. And she puts her hand on you and she touches her belt and then (laughs) the two of you vanish back down to the elevator. Meanwhile, over in Ridge Gardens, you are doing your ping. Cadrax, make your complex task roll.
2: Oh, it's nice to roll Um, things I'm good at again. (laughs) Eleven.
1: Eleven. Okay. Yeah, that'll absolutely do it. You scan the ground and... you know, and what I can only imagine would be a very painful moment. You scan it with such detail that you can see the shape and the face and the condition of everybody in the ground. And you can identify the one that Sonnevel is. Is There's a mound. Let's say it's like a grid of like about 15, three rows of five. And Sonnevel is in the row closest to you. Let's say two over from the left.
2: There. He's there.
1: All right. Why don't we go pay our respects? And You turn to walk towards the grave. As you turn, beyond you see Sunny whip out his arm and from underneath comes this long metal spear that looks like it was attached to his arm and he plunges it without warning right through the center of Kadrax's back. And blood, starts to pour from their mouth as he pulls the spear back and drops them to the ground. And he says, nobody's note sounds forever, cadrex And you fall, cadrex You are dead. And on that, we'll see you in two weeks. So, Sam? What? Oh. Uh, Rick? What the fuck?
2: Oh. oh, no, that was, that was, was that my out? I guess that's my <laughs> outro. Shit, that's my outro. Um, hi, I'm... I'm Sam DeLev, I, oh god, I have been, I have been tracks. um, if you want to find the things that I'm doing while, I'm sorry, while I'm still, while I'm still alive, um, those are available on my, on my Twitch schedule, I guess? Um, Twitch.tv slash D-E-L-E-V-E-L-Y My Twitter is at Tchaikovsky T-H-A-I-K-O-V-S-K-Y Why? Why? It's just the one why in the Twitter The rest are questions
0: Omar Najam Hey everybody I'm Omar You can find me at Omar Najam on Twitter uh, Where I tweet stuff might be a little slow this week and the next week because I'm going to be spending a lot of time going through the uh, book trying to figure out how resurrection works or any of that. (laughs) Real stunned. Right back to you, Rick.
1: Caitlin Bruder.
0: Hello,
3: I am stunned among my friends. Um, You can find me on Twitter at KKAM AVR. I do uh, other tabletop RPG stuff over on Rule of Lore on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. We do Infinite Horizon. That's my stuff.
1: (laughs) B Zelda.
4: Hi. (laughs) I'm sad, but I'm also B... Uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's at B underscore Zelda. Um, most notably, I'm streaming *Pasiones de las Pasiones on Tuesday. If you need some romance in your life and not death, yeah, 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 come check that out because my
3: heart hurts.
1: Um... You know, I got to say, if somebody's got a shield strapped to one arm, you've really got to check that other arm. But anyway, um, I'm Rick Budd. You can find me back here in two weeks with Caitlin Bruder, Zelda, Omar Najam and Sam DeLev for the next episode of Power Play. Uh, that is uh, just to be sure. Uh, um, really,
2: are you sure you need me?
1: Uh, <laughs> well, well, I guess we we'll talk. In, in some form or another, I will need you. Um, we'll talk. If um, just
0: okay, real quick.
1: Yeah, real quick, because I used to do magic back in in
0: elementary school, so I know that you kind of need to outline some stuff for, for folks watching. We, I, I I I can only speak for myself. I didn't know that was going to happen. We don't plan stuff on this show. Mm-mm, so legit, mm-mm, mm-mm, I'm no. like, what the hell just happened? I thought it Why was. Why am I be talking nice. about Twitter? I thought it was. Gonna- like, okay anyway sorry I did not mean to interrupt I just really want everyone watching to understand
1: what at least I'm going through I can only speak for myself yeah we'll be back on March 21st with uh, these four incredible folks um, and uh, next week uh, in our time slot we're rerunning Operation Nazi Puncher with our good friend Darren DePaul and uh, uh, you know it was a great episode So, so tune in for that And uh, I'm Rick Bud. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at rbud913, or you can follow the show at PowerPlayRPG on Twitter or Instagram. And with that, the theater goes dark, and we are in Death Valley, California. Uh, The Sendero County Sheriff's Office, to be exact. And the sheriff sits at his desk talking to two government agent types that we recognize as Agent Dan, who was Luke Evans, and Agent Jane, who was Katie Sackhoff of END. And uh, the sheriff says what's the FBI interested in the Vion Banerjee case for? And uh, Agent Jane replies, that's classified, sir, but we will be asserting jurisdiction from here on out, and we would appreciate it if you would uh, cease your investigation into the matter. Sheriff says, sure, no skin off my nose. I I don't really have the budget to be investigating a murder anyway. Uh, And a deputy comes by with a box that's uh, labeled Banerjee comma V. Uh, And then there's, uh, uh, it says evidence on a sticker. And he puts it on the desk and says, that's everything, Sheriff. And uh, I don't know why I'm making them Southern. It's California. But um, the (laughs) Sheriff pushes the box to the agents and says, uh, you have fun. The agents pick up the box and leave. And we follow them into the parking lot. And they put the box in the back seat of uh, their car and uh, start the engine and pull out onto the road. And uh, Agent Jane pulls out her phone and dials. Hey, Steve. Yeah, we got it. She listens, nah, he didn't give us any trouble. We're headed to the airport now, we'll see you soon. And she hangs up and as she hangs up, there is a bang somewhere on the road and the car goes skidding off to the side of the road and kind of hits the guardrail on the side. And suddenly, like in the blink of an eye, the car is surrounded by military Jeeps and soldiers that jump out with M16s. And Dan and Jane exchange concerned looks as Major Bruce Buck hops out of one of the Jeeps and walks to the driver's side window. And he says, hi, remember me? And Dan says, what do you want? And Buck points at the box in the back seat and he says, that. And Agent Dan says, that's end property. And Buck smiles and he goes, no, it's not. And he has a soldier take the box and they head back to the jeeps and get in. And as they pull away, leaving the agents at the side of the road, we cut to black. Thanks for playing with us. Hey
0: everyone, this is Omar. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Your review helps other fans find the show, which really helps us out too. And if you're looking for other ways to support PowerPlay, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG for news about merchandise, giveaways, and everything else we do.